Welcome to Analog Stick, a PlayStation 2 podcast, the podcast where every month we do a deep dive on one PS2 title. We cover the game's development history, discuss its legacy, as well as share our thoughts and opinions on the game through a modern lens. We release a new episode on the second of every month, so subscribe or follow if you'd like to stay up to date with the show. Please support the podcast by leaving a review or rating on whatever platform you like to listen on. You can find us on podcast platforms as Analog Stick, as well as a video version of our podcast on our YouTube channel, Joy Stick. I'm your host, Clayton. Joined, as always, by my droid commander, Morgan. Morgan, how are you? Error 404 not found, because I'm a droid, because like computer brain. Got it? Do you get it? Is it, is it funny? Uh, Roger. <laughs> what's, a, what's, a, what's your overall opinion on the droids as a concept? I always felt like it was kind of funny to have clones versus robots, like a war that doesn't really seem to matter. Yeah, but also there's like thematic parallels between... You know, you have these droids that are built for war and killing and they're meant to be disposable and like nothing else. And then you have the clones that are also made for killing and supposed to be disposable and have like no other use or whatever. But the mm-hmm. difference is the the clones are people. And so it's like, I don't know, this whole like mm. moral situation that's actually very sad. And the Clone Wars mm. covers that. Yeah, the, that's the uh, yeah. TV show does. Yeah, I anyway. think that was like the log. I don't know, not like the, not the log line, but like the point of the Clone Wars was to like humanize the clones, right? Yeah, well, and to fix Anakin's Buck Wild character arc <laughs> in the movies. Yeah, that was uh, disappointing. Yeah, um, which we can get into. Sure. Now you want to get into our opening topic? How do you fix Star Wars? I don't know if you want to like take it away. Like, I don't know the best way to like come at this topic. Maybe, maybe by discussing what Star Wars we like and don't like and maybe kind of. Yeah, why. that's okay. probably a good way to go. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is, what is your like personal history with the Star Wars franchise? We're obviously slightly younger than maybe like a original fan or something. Like we grew up with the prequel trilogy. Right. So, yeah. So my, so my dad, so our parents would have been original fans uh, and yeah. when we were kids, it was the prequel trilogy that was that was coming out. Um, <clears throat> did did Phantom Phantom Menace did that come out? What year did that come out? I want to say it was like mm, it was. I think it was like two thousand. Okay, so I we were too young to remember that, but Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine, but yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we were <laughs> definitely too young to remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, yeah, so or, or sorry, Attack of the Clones. I'm going to keep saying Clone Wars because I know Attack I keep the forgetting Clones. the title of that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I liked Star Wars. My dad introduced me to Star Wars and I think we actually started with A New Hope and like the, the original trilogy first because Attack of the Clones and specifically Revenge of the Sith was way too much for child me to handle the whole like. Anakin screaming and burning alive scene uh, did make me cry and scream. I don't I don't know how young me took that because I definitely saw it close to release because that was 2005. Fairly certain, uh, like 95 percent certain. I don't even look that up. 2005 uh, for Revenge of the Sith. And so that would have made me seven at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I was totally down to see a man burn alive. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) we don't have to leave this in the podcast, but there's a very specific memory. I didn't see Revenge of the Sith in theaters, but when I was a a child, I I was at my grandma's house over the holidays. It was like Christmas time. Uh, I had gifted my dad the Revenge of the Sith DVD for Christmas, 
and we had a portable DVD uh, player and I was very sick and mm-hmm. I had like zonked out in the guest bedroom and that was like playing on the DVD player. I woke up. I was feverish. I was sick, sweating buckets. I had been like throwing up. I, it was like I was incredibly sick. Um, and it was the scene where Anakin was burning alive and screaming. Um, I woke up, started sobbing, and I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, that I'm so upset me- that I'm going <laughs> to so that is a memory that is a memory that is forever associated with that scene like my childhood agony waking up anakin screaming i am also in agony i shit myself i'm screaming and crying because the scene is upsetting and i have defecated in my pants (laughs) (laughs) how can i not leave that okay i mean you can if you want i have no shame um (laughs) i could bleep shit myself so it's just vague what did you do what did you blank in your pants? I don't know. Like, yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, because of that uh, whole like association with that movie, it took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to be able to watch that movie again and not get like horrible feelings. Um, I don't think I could ever do that. I do have like a couple instances where I was watching a show while very sick mm-hmm. and like i cannot rewatch that specific part because i just associate it with these terrible feelings okay well now that makes me feel better to know that this is not <laughs> i'm not no, like weird for having that struggle okay that's normal okay i had it with better call saul there was like one scene where some dude's trying to like get a patent for a talking toilet or something and i was like I had food poisoning. I had something. But I was like throwing up every like 15 minutes. Oh, no. That's terrible. I just like couldn't go to sleep. So I just had to watch what was whatever was on TV at like 2 a.m. And it was like a rerun of Better Call Saul. And I was just like, oh. But it was before I ever watched the show. And whenever I actually did like go to watch the series, I made it to that section and then stopped watching the series for a long time. (laughs) Because I just couldn't take it. It ruined it. Yeah, That's I don't so think sad. I realized at the time that that was why. I just uh, kind of like subconsciously was like, I'm not interested in picking this up again. I suddenly feel like vomiting. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, um, but when the uh, Clone Wars TV show first came out on Cartoon Network, I was all about that. Um, I had the, because it was introduced with like a, a movie. Right. The 3D animated movie. I had that on DVD. I was all about that. Love that. Which, um, is that... Uh, I mean, you say that you like it, but was that the worst part of the entire Clone Wars series? Was that movie? People really hated Ahsoka when she was first introduced because she was kind of annoying. I mean, as a kid, I liked it. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> but also kids aren't critical of, of things like that. Mm-hmm. So like, whatever. I think I was always down for, I don't know. I mean, I can understand being like, what? You're going to tell me that in between this like very, this fairly short span of time that all of a sudden Anakin had like a kid. <laughs> basically like right. a bad one it's um, like some level of retconning i guess but. yeah a, a, a whole a whole padawan that they never ever ever talk about in revenge of the mm-hmm. sith uh yeah it's kind of wild i'm okay with retconning the prequels though like yeah we should yeah. be doing this i would be down for a straight up remake of that entire prequel trilogy because i feel like it's good star wars to an extent like this is the overarching premise of like mm-hmm. anakin's you know, origin story, Darth Vader's origin story. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm down for like that concept. Execution, very bad. They're very bad movies in general. Yeah. Um, 
when when I was older, uh, I tried to rewatch um, the prequel trilogy. Attack of the Clones is pretty darn abysmal. Uh, oh, Revenge is. of the Sith. It was my okay. favorite as a kid, though. I don't know why. Because the Jedi fight in the arena. Oh, there's so many of them. Wow. I think I was just obsessed with clones. That too. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> the clones are so cool. Um, I just loved them. But anyway, so back to the question of how do you fix Star Wars? If I... So, so for example, if we remade the, the prequel trilogy, I think having... Um, like the Phantom Menace, the whole like stuff with like Anakin on Tatooine. I think that's fine. I think they should have aged Anakin up and had him be like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that would have made his later angst feel a little bit more less out of left field. I don't know. And also kid actors. Eh. Hit or miss. It's yeah. Hard to tell. Yeah. Um, and like the, the whole, whole like Padme is like much older thing yeah that's also weird (laughs) um and the whole like anakin met her as like a very small child and has been obsessed with her ever since kind of creepy which if they were more on like equal footing uh at least age wise when they had met that would be less weird that part was strange so we're we're down with the prequel trilogy like conceptually you know just execution wise it was fairly yeah yeah. Bad. I mean, when there's some changes we would make, but like overall. Yeah. Clone Wars and everything like that. Rewrite the dialogue. <laughs> Fix that dialogue. It's. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Just make make better movies. That's, that's <laughs> like what I'm saying. Like the the story, the the lore, you know, this time period in the Star Wars universe. You know, universe. Universe. <laughs> 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 um, I'm down for it. How do you feel, because I think it's interesting how people our generation feel about the original trilogy. I'm personally like, I I like it fine, but I'm not like, I don't really love it. I have no like strong affinity to episodes four, five, and six. What about you? Uh, no strong affinity to, to the OG trilogy? Yeah. Um, I, this might be a bit spicy. So if you're a Star Wars fan, don't come after me. All right. Uh, I found Luke Skywalker to be kind of boring mm. um, as a protagonist. I mean, he is. He's kind of... <laughs> good old he's, good old American farm boy. I mean, basically. Go up there, yeah. kill some Nazis. <laughs> Not that there's anything I, wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the last thing I think of whenever I think about the original trilogy, though. Like, I'm thinking of Darth Vader, Han Solo, even Leia before Luke, honestly. Like, yeah. he's... I kind of, he just feels, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously the main character of the right. story, but. Um, you know. I don't think that he's bad. I don't dislike Luke. I like Luke. He's just a little too bland for me. Also, yeah. the movies, mm, this was in the 70s, right? When it first came out. Right. The, there's this meme that I've seen that I think encapsulates like my issue with the original trilogy well, which is um, Luke knows Obi-Wan for like a few days or even maybe just a day and Obi-Wan dies, right? And then it's like a bummer. Your mentor that you knew for a day died. And there's a Mm -hmm. scene where Leia is like consoling him and it's like a really sad moment despite her having just witnessed her, her whole home planet get blown up. And the thing that we're more sad about is the old man that got lost his laser mm-hmm. sword fight. Yeah. It feels a little funky to me. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. I feel like Star Wars is such like a 
it's been around for so long. There's so many people who have had like their hand in the pot as far as like mm-hmm. adding things to the story and like it it feels like a messy franchise to stay involved with assuming we're keeping like the movies and everything canon. Like when Disney bought Star Wars, they you know, eliminated a lot of the uh expanded universe stuff. Um so it was basically just like the film series i and then then maybe like i the clone wars obviously but mm-hmm. like maybe just like a couple books stayed official canon which i feel like i don't know how you, like do you reboot all of star wars do you start over i feel like you can't do that that's insane no, you, right i don't know um the <sighs> The extended universe had some s- stupid stuff in it. I think the whole. Yeah, I mean, to me, the whole. And this is going to go into like why I sort of despise the sequel trilogy, but the whole like Palpatine clone plot they had after like, like Luke Skywalker had to fight off like Palpatine clones or something, and then like. Oh, was that like original? That was like an original. That was in the extended idea. universe, yeah. And I yeah. think I think Han Solo and Leia had two kids, and Luke I had some kids. Like that. Which is fine. Um, people have kids. That happens. People have kids. Uh, but I, I think, um, sorry, just to circle back around to the original trilogy for a second. I think the most compelling and interesting thing about the original trilogy was Darth Vader. But was Anakin the most interesting and compelling thing about the prequel tr- trilogy? Or did they bungle him too much? I, I mean, like it feels like that entire story is meant to focus around him. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Or the Skywalker family. Yeah, no, I'd say that's right. I mean, that's the issue is like, to me, I'm way more interested in the one-offs and the anthologies. Like Clone Wars is like an anthology series. Whenever like, I mean, like focus, it comes back to like the main characters very often. And there's Mm -hmm. like a very, very important and, you know, very forefront overarching plot. But it has so many like spinoff and one-off like episodes and like arcs. It's very, I don't know. It's like really fun. Like I know that. I think this is an episode you guys complained about, but like the uh, the episode following like Padme and like the Senate and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I love that for one. me. Yeah, with the, <laughs> the they're poisoning children with this drink or something. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> what is all this? of the like? Yeah, all of the like uh, the one off. You know, we're taking a step away from Ahsoka and like the clones and Anakin and Obi Wan and we're focusing on like some of the side characters i love mm-hmm. stuff like that and uh rogue one and solo which i don't know how you come down on either of those but those are like my favorite star wars films by far yeah a lot of people poop on solo because i i don't know i thought it was kind of fun i loved it <laughs> yeah, yeah i didn't I really big fan. have any problems with it i guess a little weird the darth maul show, showed up at the end but whatever oh <laughs> yeah that that confused me because i hadn't gotten to the point in clone wars where it's like no darth maul's alive darth maul by the way love that guy anyway <laughs> yeah, he's cool yeah I, I don't know how i feel about his whole like return that you just being alive again yeah <laughs> i mean whatever like I think they did cool things with him but like the whole whole idea of like oh this man got cut in half and he's back it feels like a it feels like Star Wars is leaning too much on these like these fan favorites. Remember that guy from the movie? Do you remember him? Palpatine's back. Yeah. yeah. Or the uh what's it the guy uh the little guy Babu Frick from uh episode 9. They're like Babu Frick's in the Mandalorian. Do you guys remember Babu Frick? 
<laughs> who the frick is this <laughs> Mandalorian as well like it's like a side I wish that I really just wanted them to end that with like season two because it felt like a yeah. illogical place to end that series that's I, I'm sure it's good going forward but like just end it like it's good it's leave it and move on to something else that's like, the thing though when you have a franchise is they're gonna keep milking it for that sweet sweet cash they're gonna beat that horse until not only is it dead it is ground horse meat pounded yeah. into the dirt like they are not gonna baby yoda you guys love baby yoda mm-hmm. buy our baby yoda mugs and t-shirts and and things you guys love that I'm- little guy I'm totally down with the fan service like, cameo thing. Like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, oh, hey, there's the scene with Iron Man or something in this, you know, Captain America movie or whatever. Like, uh, whatever. That's fine. Like, if man, if I'm, I wanted to say The Mandalorian, I'm like, wait, does he have a name? Is he referred to? Din. Din. Mm-hmm. Din Jaren. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen it. But <laughs> Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. Yeah. If he if he popped up in um like Book of Boba Fett, which I know he apparently did. Mm-hmm. I did not watch Book of Boba Fett, but like the idea of cameos in like other series is like, yeah, I mean, if you can find a way to make it make sense, it's like, do it. It's you know, a fan servicey franchise, like keeping these other characters alive and stuff. I think that's fine. I I'm honestly down with like the Marvel kind of formula for star wars as much as i know people hate that concept like i i like the idea of like hey we're gonna have movies that focus on individual people Mm -hmm. like solo and i don't know you could have something that focuses on i don't know one of the the porgs (laughs) i have a porg holiday special yes something like that Porg holiday special um so my issue with I guess with the Marvelification of Star Wars, if you will, if I can, if I can. I know a lot of people would be against that. I'm just saying, like for me personally, I could see it maybe working. Yeah, and that's fine, Uh, and I I think it could work if you know, as long as you stay respectful with your property. I just don't trust Mm. them to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. And like my my, um, I guess hesitation, and the reason why I don't want that to happen even though it's, it's happening despite anyone asking for it or being against it, whatever. Um, but th- there is a problem, I think, with turning everything into a franchise that must keep going. And the best example I can think of um, is like how, how Marvel has, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe has treated Spider-Man, for example, right? So you have Spider-Man. He has three of his own movies, right? Yeah, three. The, the first one, you build him up, right? And he has like his whole plot, whole thing. Growth de- develops, grows, becomes stronger, whatever. Same thing sort of happens in the second movie where he's trying to recover from the loss of like Tony Stark, grows, develops, whatever. Third movie, um, they just like took everything away from him again and left him at rock bottom. And it's like they have to keep doing that because he can't like they can't let his character are complete because they need him for more movies basically and it's like i don't want to watch characters get recycled through the same like crap over and over again and never be allowed to complete their arc because the franchise demands it like i don't that's what i don't like Um, i i get that and real quick shout mm -hmm. out to no way home i love that movie one of the most relatable uh story elements everything in that whole narrative kicks off because he's afraid to make a phone call which is incredible (laughs) Uh, most funny. relatable plot line yeah. or plot device I can think of. 
I, in my mind, I, I like that you brought up Marvel. It's like it just continues going because, mm-hmm. yeah, that is the problem. Like, in my mind, Endgame is just like, hey, that's that's the end. Like, yes, hey, we we did it. You know, it's over. Yeah, it was, and it's like I feel like when things end, they become better and artistically, but not yes financially. Obviously. No, <laughs> um, we. I don't know if we have we talked about the kill your darlings concept on the show before. I think so. Okay. Uh, yeah. Basically, like in a sense, the Marvel Cinematic Universe kill killed the darling, and it will be better for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just let it go. Marvel is a very good example. I, but also, like, if the shit is just good, I feel like no one's gonna have too many complaints. Like, if if Star Wars was pumping out great series, like all Mandalorian level series. Would mm-hmm. there really be that many complaints? I feel like the problem is that, that the stuff isn't good. Like the movies were all kind of like episode seven was like, it's, it was eh. safe, I guess. Like it was eh. eh. Yeah. Is it eh? Like it could have been better if like the stuff that followed it was better, I guess. Mm-hmm. But eight and nine were pretty meh. And then people didn't really like Solo. I like Solo. But like I, Obi-Wan was very meh to me. Yeah. I stopped watching Obi-Wan after like the second episode. Yeah, I never, I never like really tried to finish it. I watched, um, Sage showed me some of like the highlights or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, it just didn't feel necessary. Um, no, no. Like, I, I felt like Leia was so annoyingly written. Yeah. Like, she felt like a, she felt like a five year old and a 15 year old at like different mo. Like, she felt, weirdly written for how she was like how old she was i guess yeah i think yeah. i we turned it off like halfway through that chase scene where she was just like running through this planet like what is going why yeah and then why she's like sassy with and obi-wan like weirdly i don't know it was strange yeah anyway, um I, I i didn't get into that one but i i say that like if it's good we'll keep watching but like i'm sure mandalorian season three is good i heard the book book of boba fett wasn't that great but i'm just like not interested to continue i guess Mm -hmm. because it's like i've had enough mandalorian like right well also it's such a uh, it's so much time that they want you to like sit there and spend like i don't have i don't have the free time to watch like three different tv shows to stay up to date on the lore like i just i don't want to do that i would rather deal with other things going on in my life and like it is a little like live servicey almost yeah just the amount of content being thrown at you so you like the fomo that it kind of preys upon yeah and i don't i don't like how predatory that feels um mm-hmm. and like oh do you want to be a real fan here let, let's take up all your time like i would rather have hobbies and a life thanks do you want to be part of the conversation not really do you want to st- <laughs> i know i just yeah no i know but yeah. like that's how i've defeated the fomo is being like i don't care um mm-hmm. I always hated that term, part of the conversation. Yeah. As someone who plays games late, the idea of being part of a conversation, like the idea of a game not no longer being relevant like two weeks after it comes out or like a week after it comes it's out. It's exhausting. Is insane to me. Yes. Like, what are you guys doing? Right. Like, do you guys not play games that are older than a week? Like, <laughs> do you guys only play new games? Do people do that? Do people only play new games? I guess people in media do. So the perception yeah. of that is a little off. Oh, but. yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're probably right. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. they have to, because that's how they like sell their 
brand is like having the latest right. news on everything all the time which yeah that's part of your job but like but even like content creators and stuff like yeah there's there's definitely people who play older stuff and they can get away with it but like it does feel like the general wisdom is to be playing whatever is most recent like playing older stuff doesn't matter but like right or at least that's how you build uh, up your audience and then once you have your audience then you can kind of do whatever the heck you want yeah, um, assuming your audience cares about you yeah. for your personality and not, yeah, for, and not the for the new games. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I would like to take a second to shit on the sequel trilogy, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can. Um, so yes. we, we talked about episode seven, and I will agree that I saw episode seven like right when it came out. I actually went with Sage. And I left when I left the movie theater, I remember thinking to myself as we were like walking out into the parking lot, I was like, that did nothing for me. It was so, it was just like a rehash of like things that we've seen before. I thought it was novel. Like, I guess that's how I would describe the experience. Like, oh, I just saw Star Wars in a movie theater. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. And and there uh, was like a certain like sort of, it did a good job of like capturing the vibe of like A New Hope. mm -hmm. Um, But like with better special effects and that sort of thing. But it didn't like do anything that was like, wow, that's so cool. Like I was just sort of like. Well, that was kind of dumb, but episode eight was so good. I loved episode eight. I know that's not a popular take. I think we both are a bit more positive on episode eight than most people. I kind of liked how, well, it it felt like small in scope because it was just like this ship, you know, chase, this very low speed ship chase this whole time with mm-hmm. some spinoff plots and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I liked it as a movie, and I feel like it was kind of sh- shit for Star Wars, but yeah, I'll let you continue. <laughs> um, I think the reason why I was so bored with Episode 7 was that I was like, okay, this is just A New Hope. Oh, they're going to, there's Starkiller Base, which is just another big Death Star. Oh, you're going to, oh, they blew it up again. Yeah, I, I figured that they would do that. Mm. Um, and then Episode 8, I was like, I have legitimately no idea what is going to happen. I don't know where we're going, what we're doing. And like the uh, plot twist where it's like, oh, Snoke, we killed him. I was like, you did what? That was um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I understand it's flawed and I, I get the flaws. What is everyone's like main complaint with it? If you had to sum. The, um, the casino, the Finn, the Finn and Rose subplot. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of pointless. Weird. Um, the characterization of Luke Skywalker. Right. Yeah, that was the big one. Right. To be fair, okay, this is going back to what I just said about the problem with trying to, you know, franchise-ify things is to keep, you know, the plot interesting or whatever, you have to have a character start from a point that they can develop from. If if Luke Skywalker was like the perfect model Jedi master that could like destroy the First Order just by like bringing him back onto the field, that wouldn't make a good movie. It would be boring because it unless you want to watch Luke Skywalker kill people for two hours. I mean, that could be fun in its own way. But like he needed to start from a bad place because he needed like somewhere for his arc to go. Yeah. So I, I understand like why they did that to him from a writing standpoint. Um there was probably a better way to handle it. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very, um, have you seen the boys? <laughs> no, I haven't, but I know a it, little it, bit about it, it. It felt very, the boys like where you have this like superhero and then it's like all of a sudden you're seeing like this behind the scenes. They're just like super jaded, 
like eh. yeah you know, just like he's like ah what does he say like <laughs> fuck yoda or something like that i don't remember what he said exactly but he said something like that yeah um but yeah it is really weird and jarring because the last time that we saw luke skywalker right was at the end of episode six and he was like sad but like all hopeful and stuff because it's like yeah my dad you know got redeemed in the end whatever and then to see him be yeah be so jaded and be like mm-hmm. well i don't know the, the whole like thing that happened to him though we never really get to see i don't think we get to see it enough because like there's just like one flashback scene of like you see his academy destroyed and it's like implied that all of his students are dead but that's like it there were so many things in the sequel trilogy that were bungled it had potential i think it needs like a big overhaul um now hear me out on mm -hmm. this you may not like what i'm about to say Mm -hmm. but back on the marvelification to create a word of star wars I think my problem with a lot of the the episode movies is that they feel very large in scope. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I think I I think a movie should be smaller. Or if it has like stuff leading into it, like how Marvel has like th- four or five movies that lead into like an Avengers. I'm imagining like a handful of movies that lead into like an episode eight or nine or something like that. And I think that. What I like most about like uh, Rogue One is how small it feels. Like it's a fair. I mean, it's kind of big, but like it's just about these. This. It's like a heist movie. Yeah, or a war movie is. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this group of misfits doing this one thing basically, and I think movies that maybe focused on like expanding Luke or. Ray, I feel like could use some character development. Yeah. I don't like just like expanding these characters on like an individual focus, maybe like something smaller scale to just kind of flesh them out. And then you take all of that into an episode, like an ep- like an episode eight or an episode nine. I feel like that would give it more weight. But mm-hmm. I don't know. You got any opinion on <laughs> does that sell you on the Marvelification or no? Uh, so because I have problems with the Avengers movies too because going back and watching the first Avengers now oh my god the writing uh is kind of like oh, was it bad uh it's not great um so but to a certain extent I do agree with you I think that you have to have some sort of like um writing director that oversees the entire thing and you have to have a plan and you have to stick to the plan because you know what happened with the sequel trilogy they did not have a plan for the yeah, overarching like the- plot for three <laughs> if you have a trilogy my guys you gotta, you have to have a plot for the trilogy right and they didn't do that and that's why it ended up the burning trash heap that it is that is pretty insane just like it did feel like because it was abrams um ryan johnson yes abrams and it felt it felt like that it felt like Two people not communicating, creating the same thing. Right. Which is stupid because Abrams was, I believe, an executive producer of episode eight. So everything that was going on within episode eight, I think he would have to sign off on. So it's like, okay, so why did you sign off on all of like Ryan Johnson's stuff and then like retcon and be like psych in episode nine? It just, just, it's just frustrating to like watch. 
but to be fair, Ryan Johnson did kind of do that to Abrams with like the setup that episode seven gave him because like you have this moment between Ray and Luke Skywalker and she's like, I've come here for you. I have your lightsaber. Like, let's go. And then Luke Skywalker takes it and then like yeets it over the cliff. So that's like Ryan Johnson effectively throwing episode seven out the window, which to mm-hmm. be fair, episode seven, I'm I'm on Ryan Johnson's side. <laughs> it's like whole mess, but whatever. That's just my opinion. Anyway, um, but back to the original point, I think... It, it, it's fine to want to have um, all of these different movies or like whatever, like smaller in scope leading up to this bigger scoped thing. I just think you have to have a person that is like, this is this is the guy that is in charge. And he gets the say on how all of this stuff plays out just so that it's like coherent. Mm-hmm. Um, but to lead into our next question, I guess, what is the best format for Star Wars? I would like to defend... Um, the TV shows is actually probably the best, uh, because that gives you, you know, the leeway to take time to spend episodes with each of these like individual people and build them up into what they need to be for some Mm -hmm. sort of like series finale thing. Yeah. Um, I've, I've become, I, I don't really even watch too many movies anymore. I am such a like serialized television person now. mm -hmm. I, I like vastly prefer just like a story that's able to evolve and develop over a very long period of time as opposed to a i mean like uh, there's still great movies that i like mm-hmm. for the reason that they are brief yeah i i just in general prefer if it's like a universe and it's not going to be like a long trilogy of movies i prefer series serialized content and i think that would make a lot of sense for star wars Right. And and I guess another reason why um, I am like pro TV series, I guess, for Star Wars and think that that's like the best format is because it was able to take like with Clone Wars, for for example, it was able to take Anakin's slightly botched sort of transition from like Attack of the Clones to uh, Revenge of the Sith and was sort of like able to show you more of like his internal struggles and his like temptation towards the dark side or whatever um and made his fall in revenge of the sith feel more like impactful and like yeah that's probably gonna happen because you know he has some dark moments in the clone wars um Mm -hmm. aside from his sand people murder rampage crying episode in attack of the clones (laughs) um Also, best format for Star Wars, Lego Star Wars. It's just delightful. I just like it. The way it like is sort of like a gentle like parody and can make like these dark things into like light fun for the kiddos. I think that's kind of sweet. And I think it's good fun. I love Lego Star Wars too. Very big part of my childhood. Yeah. I have a coworker who really loves Lego games as well. But yeah, I mean, they're just. Have you played Skywalker Saga? No, I haven't. I'm interested to pick it up, maybe at a lower price point, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like I'm expecting there's going to be some sort of shift in gameplay mechanics and story delivering mechanisms or just like tone and vibe of like the original Star Wars games versus or just the original Lego games versus like newer Lego games. Like they seem to be like much more sophisticated now in a way that I don't know if I particularly will like like i kind of like how simple and 
I don't know. It's just like grunts. Like, you know? mm-hmm. like I think the new ones have voice acting and stuff. I kind of preferred the, well, granted, I, I think it also <laughs> forced you to be familiar with the source material in a way that maybe the new games or the new Lego games wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But I kind of liked that it was just like fan service plus Legos. Yeah. Uh, um, also, to be fair, when I was talking about Lego Star Wars, I didn't just mean the games. I also meant like the Lego Star Wars specials. Like there was stuff that like aired on Cartoon Network that was like really cute. What? Yeah. <laughs> there was Lego Star Wars like shorts? Yeah, like TV specials. There was one um, on Disney Plus uh, for the sequel trilogy and Ray went time traveling and it made fun of Kylo Ren. and It was kind of funny, even though I like Kylo Ren. But that's did that just Did me. that have voice acting yeah it did i'm a big fan of the lego series uh the um like the lego movie style of animation where everything's rigid and they don't got little noodly arms and stuff i really prefer that yeah i don't think these were animated quite that way i assume not i think i think the lego i think the lego batman movie and the lego movie mm-hmm. and i think there was a sequel i don't know really, i just watched the first one um with mario as the main voice actor i liked how rigid and realistic they seemed yeah staying true to like how lego how legos works. move yeah. yeah 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 i loved that felt like felt like stop motion yeah i was just gonna neat. say yeah that's mm-hmm. cool oh man i'm also looking i'm looking for the tv spot and i was reminded of the uh 2003 to 2005 clone wars series the samurai jack one. Oh yeah um i tried to watch some of that the animation is good. I like the style a lot. The way, There's like an episode with like General Grievous and when he shows up, it's like kind of terrifying because he just like mm. murders a whole bunch of people and you're like, oh, um, cool. yeah, I do remember like the writing. I don't remember there being like a lot of dialogue. It was mostly just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think is the same for Samurai Jack. I think it was just made by the same. Yeah, probably people team, whatever I Definitely prefer that 2D look to the... I don't hate how the Clone Wars ended up looking, especially like the later season. Oh, yeah. The last season's gorgeous. It's pretty dang good. But like prior to that, I'm like, eh, it's a little... It feels very cheap, I, I guess. Well, it was like back when the technology wasn't so good and their, I don't know what their budget was, what they were working with, but yeah. I'm assuming it wasn't incredible. <laughs> no, but, the the first few seasons of Clone Wars do look pretty rough. I think around season three or so, it starts to look good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely like there's there's like check. I don't know. There's like moments where it gets better. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. I mean, I don't have anything else to add. To no, this, I don't think I've gone on for a while about what we so Disney execs. We know you're listening. <laughs> um, just piece together something from what we said and you'll probably end up with a a better Star Wars Hopefully, series than maybe. what you got. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we just kind of rambled in various directions. Right. Well, it's, it's it's so hard to like, because like there's so many things that we could talk about. And if we did, we would be here for hours. And like, mm-hmm. we already do that enough to you people. We don't need <laughs> to drag this out anymore. Um, if you had to like summarize your thoughts in one sentence of how do you fix Star Wars? Like what would be like the main, this is the one thing, like focus oh, the, on TV forget about the movies yeah yeah um well not forget about the movies i don't know uh the the main okay the number one thing that i would ask for right now if i could have anything done to star wars 
I would say throw out the sequel trilogy you made and make make bring me another. Bring me another one. I don't like what you did. Bring me another one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would be I would be really curious if they ever remake the I don't know. I guess you would remake the original trilogy. It's been a while. Um, I'd be curious to see if they ever attempted such a thing. I'm sure yeah. that would be very controversial. I was going to say. Regardless uh, of how good it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. movies do get remade. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it'd be insane. Yeah. I think if I had to summarize my thoughts on how to improve or fix Star Wars, I would say um, keep the scope small. Mm-hmm. Like, as in focus on, like, these smaller characters. We're going to focus on this, the Mandalorian story, doing this, getting from this to there. Uh, and keep it varied, you know? Like, yes. I want to see a little bit of this, a little bit of this. It's a big, interesting universe. Let's not focus on the same freaking <laughs> Skywalker family the whole time. Right. And also stop reusing the Death Star, okay? Mm-hmm. We get it. They're scary, but we already had like three of them. So mm-hmm. stop it. <laughs> stop reusing. I don't want to see I mean, any like, more. I think the most interesting time period of Star Wars is the Order 66 time period. Just like from that, you know, that in between of it's so three dire. And four. Yeah, there's so many like awesome stories. Yeah. Like uh Jedi Fallen Order. They kind of expand on that as well. Yes. Oh, Sorry, my hands went up because also, oh my gosh, we have not talked about, have you played uh, any of, I'm having a massive brain fart. I can't even. Fallen Order? No. The the old, the Bioware games. Oh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Yes. I do love. I haven't played any. I do love Star Wars like that. Whatever Bioware had going on, more that, please. Actually, forget everything else I said. I I just want more KOTOR content, please. There are some good-ass Star Wars video games. I feel like it's a very video game, like, conducive franchise. Yeah. Like, lightsaber Um, fighting and then, like, all these, like, soldiers and stuff like that. Right. A lot of fun to be had. I think... Well, so the interesting thing about um, KOTOR, too, is I think that the time period is called... Is it maybe called the High Republic era? But basically, I I don't know how much you know about it, but KOTOR is... Or is it called the Old Republic? Wait, Is is it it the Old Republic or the High Republic? I I mean, it is Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, well, my bad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I might have done a dumb. Um, But anyway, so it's set like way, 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 way before the prequel trilogy is ever happening. And it's interesting, Mm -hmm. I think, because the Jedi and the Sith... There's both a ton of them, and they're both very powerful. And I think that has a lot of potential, and that's very fun. That's um, so cool. That's yeah. like my favorite era that I wish was explored more. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to what we were saying. There's <laughs> a lot of good like Star Wars games, I think, on the mm-hmm. PS2 that we can get to. I think um, Jedi Academy sounds like another very interesting one. Mm. I think it's, it's like a two-parter. Okay. The first Force Unleashed game, which is no Star longer canon. Killer. Yeah, Starkiller. Oh, that Edgelord, yes. <laughs> My brother loved that series. Like, l- played every version. Because this was during the time period where there would be, like, a main version on, like, the PS3 and Xbox 360. And uh-huh. then, like, a, a Wii version because the Wii wasn't very powerful and had motion controls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there'd be, like, a DS version. And he would play every single one of them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he was a big fan of um, Force Unleashed. And it seemed cool. 
I don't, I think the people are a little mixed on it. I like, I hear people who are like, I love it. Fantastic series. And I hear people who just don't really care about it. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. I've played We only it have the first game though. Okay. So. Okay. Speaking of good ass Star Wars game, <laughs> let's get into a good ass Star Wars game. So the topic of this month's episode is Star Wars Battlefront 2004. Developed by Pandemic Studios and published by LucasArts, Star Wars Battlefront was released on the PlayStation 2 on September 21st, 2004. Critically, the game was received fairly well. Currently sitting at a 82 on Metacritic, many praise the visuals and gameplay, with some making comparisons to the Battlefield franchise. Common criticism levied towards the game was the lackluster AI, which we will get into, because that AI is... It's handicapped. They're also like hive mindish, it seems, which is weird. Uh, anyway, commercially, the game was a big success for the time, selling over 1.5 million units on the PlayStation 2 alone. I believe it's closer to 4 million and like the overall range, which is pretty big for the time. That'd be a big success. I mean, that'd be like a uh, that would be I think that'd still be considered a big to moderate success now, um, even though there's more gamers, as we've mentioned before. Pandemic would go on to create a sequel that would release in the following year uh, to coincide with the release of the third movie. Not the third movie, the sixth movie, episode three, um, Battlefront 2. And after a long hiatus, EA revived the series with Battlefront 2015 and the very controversial Battlefront 2017. Uh, Morgan, have you played either of those by chance? Uh, the 2015 or 2017? Yeah. Uh, no, I have not. They, I played like... I played a little bit of it. I never owned it. I played it on my brother-in-law's PS4 and it looked like super pretty. Like, yeah, at the time, I'm sure it'd be like, you know, a lot of it's been it's been a few years. But Mm -hmm. at the time, I'm like, this is like the movie from first person. Yeah, it looks so real. And like the particle effects on like the blasters and everything. It's just like, wow, so cool. I have seen like funny like shenanigans and clips where you know you see like darth vader like force fling a guy off into the air and he gets hit by a tie fighter like out of the air mm-hmm. like funny stuff like that but no i've never played them okay are you privy to the controversy surrounding the sequel why yes the pay to win yeah that was insane shenanigans yeah. idiots yeah. Was, <laughs> sorry uh, they, they walked that back i remember and then yeah they, they did i think they brought it back again after they walked it back it was it's nasty i mean like We'll get into this at the end of the episode when we talk about like, you know, what what do we hope to see next for this, you know, this series, Battlefront. I I I feel like Battlefront is a rock solid concept of like, hey, let's take Star Wars games and you know let you play as the foot soldier like in this giant battle and stuff. But multiplayer games today are just so sleazy that like, yeah, I doubt that it could be like remotely good in any respect i don't know there's like a handful of developers that make really solid multiplayer games still but ea does not really well i mean they got like they got respawn but like monetization wise and everything like that it's just oh oh. buy our battlefront battle pass yeah yeah i'm about to have a hernia if i have to buy another battle pass (laughs) (laughs) but since then the series has been dormant for what is that six years now (laughs) Did EA lose the rights to make Star Wars games or am I? They had the exclusive rights to the Star Wars franchise and they basically did jack shit with it. Uh, <laughs> like they made, they made three games. Okay. They made Battlefront, Battlefront 2 and Fallen Order. 
they they axed a couple games. Like they had some in development and they ended up scrapping mm. them. Okay. Which sucks. They had the Dead Space people on one game, which would have been fucking awesome. Can you imagine oh, yeah. a Star Wars horror game? That would have been insane. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> um, but that got axed. I don't know the full story behind it. I don't even know if it was a horror game, but that would have been that would have been awesome. Dead Space, but you're like some clone trooper or someone. Oh man. Trapped on a ship with like a Star Wars could do horror. I don't know. Have have there been any like oh man. Was there like a horror themed like Clone Wars episode at some point? There was I feel like there was. There was one where the clones were being infected by like a parasite and it was making them turn on like Ahsoka was like trapped on the ship with them and she had to like crawl Mm -hmm. around in the vents because they were trying to kill her. And that was like like training inadvertently for order 66 for her oh man that whole subplot with like fives figuring out like the the oh i don't know what the chip was called but like oh, the chip yeah, the, that led to order 66 and stuff. Uh-huh. that whole like conspiracy episode was so good frustrating that show again oh yeah it was incredibly tragic. frustrating yeah but that's like yeah. the point <laughs> mm-hmm. so i'm curious what was your history with uh star wars battlefront 2004 so i had never played this game but i did uh so my first so so battlefront and battlefield kind of like the same same formula right um so my first battlefield game was battlefield one which i think is i think most people agree is like a bit of a stinker um i think people like it enough yeah i i fell off i way vastly prefer the modern day battlefield okay that's what i've heard from other people but i don't know like how wide wide that opinion is shared whatever um um but then i played some of the battlefront 2 campaign with zach uh the the old battlefront 2 not the old battlefront 2017 yeah Yeah. which has more of like a um unique campaign i guess like we'll get into it but this campaign is more just like oh here's here's some battles (laughs) and some cutscenes. uh the other one has more like objectives and stuff like that me personally uh i owned this game as a kid but I mainly played the second one. I think there is a clip of me talking about getting this game for Christmas on one of the v, like VHS tapes that I went through. Oh, nice. So I also had that for Sly Cooper. There was like a moment where my dad was just like walking around filming the house like around Christmas. And he like came to me and on like playing the PS2 Sly Cooper. He's like, hey, Clayton, what you doing? And I'm just like, yeah, just zom- I'm just <laughs> zombied out. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't even register that anyone is talking to me, which yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. It must have been so frustrating as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> he's on that damn PlayStation again. He's he's just zonked out. He's like, you playing, uh, you playing Sky Cooper? And I'm like, huh? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I would, like, talk to him and then just, like, go back to it. And it was, <laughs> he lost me. Yeah. I'm just back on the TV. So what was your preparation for this episode looking like? I, um, I, well, I wrote down that I played probably about 10 hours. That might be a bit generous because I honestly was not keeping track. Um, but I did both campaigns. So I did the, mm-hmm. the Clone Wars and the, was it called the Empire? I don't remember. Yeah, there was like a Clone Wars campaign and an uh-huh. Empire campaign. Galactic okay. Civil War. Some, yeah, something like that. But yeah, I did both campaigns. Mm-hmm. I played around 15 to 20 hours combined between the uh, PC version and the PS2 version. I, I think I played more on the PC just because it was like, 
I don't know. It was kind of fun to use keyboard and mouse because like it made sniping like insane. I bet. Uh, it was just like I it would end the game with like 90 kills. I'm like Atlas holding my entire team. Yeah. <laughs> 90 kills Your versus like stupid, stupid AI team. That <laughs> yeah, was terrible. <sighs> It, it would still lose sometimes, which would be insane. It's like, I, what more can I do? What were you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's I, crazy. Oh, also, to be clear, I played on easy mode. I, I think I played on normal. Okay. I'd be curious what hard mode was like. But yeah, I played on played on normal, I think, for both of those. And I dabbled in pretty much every mode. I finished the campaign and then played a lot of Galactic Conquest because Galactic Conquest is like the mode, I think. Mm. Uh, and then some instant action. All right, let's get into the uh, the very, 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 very important questions right after the short pee break. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Almost tripped. <laughs> so, so before we hopped on to record, I had just uh, cooked pasta, a new pasta yeah. recipe uh, for dinner, and Sage was supposed to put it away. And I saw that I got a text from Sage um that was uh dot 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 i made a very big mess and now i'm concerned about the state of my kitchen but the show must go <laughs> on uh so we're not going to worry about that right now <laughs> yeah my, my kitchen is in a state of disarray currently oh um so is ours so see you know what the like life is dishes yeah like life is dishes we cook we go out to eat once a week mm-hmm. and the rest that we cook four times a week. We cook, well, no, we cook like four meals a week, like four biggish meals, and then we have easy meals. We, we, I think this has been a topic. We've discussed this on like mm-hmm. every episode. It feels like, <laughs> um, but we cook four meals a week, so that's like four, like you know, we got multiple pots and pans and stuff like that, and then we have like some easy meals, which may result in again multiple pots and pans. I make breakfast, which results in a very consistent one pan, one plate, a butter knife, and a fork. Um, but it's just like constant. Like I'm eating one meal, I'm making seven dishes. It's just terrible. I hate it. We we are Sisyphus, and the boulder we're pushing up the hill of life is dishes. There's dirty dishes. Dirty dishes. <laughs> I'm sure we can all relate to this. Yes. I envy the people who just eat out all the time, which is a very American thing to do. I should join them forego any money that i would save yeah i don't know that. yeah just i'm just gonna DoorDash everything now see i feel like sage and i do too much door dashing and you get to a point where you just stop feeling good about yourself and you're like why am i why am i doing this i never want to open that door resist resist it as long as you possibly can i don't mm. know i mean you might you might cave when you have like kids or something but try try to resist we talked about this before we were recording, but like our defining characteristics, my defining characteristic in a negative sense mm-hmm. is just how habitual and compulsive I can be. If I ever opened the door to door dashing, it would never close. Yeah. There's a lot of doors <laughs> that I keep closed for that very reason because yeah. I understand myself. <laughs> like I am never going to door dash anything. Because if I DoorDash one thing, I will DoorDash a thousand things. I am never going to miss a due date on this podcast because if I miss one due date, there will never be another episode. Right, again. right. <laughs> um, what was it I will say? be over. Oh, also, so I don't mean to tempt you, but just to warn you, DoorDash also has a thing where they can deliver your groceries to you. 
don't open that door <laughs> because every time, every time now when we go to the grocery store, Sage is like, but we could just, and I'm like, shut up. We have, <laughs> we have to go do this to save the $10. I know that sounds stupid, but it's just a principle we just have to suffer a little bit okay i have to go someplace that isn't work okay yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't just go to work this week and then go home like the two places i exist cannot be working home for an entire week i need to go somewhere else well and also like we both work from home and it's like i have to leave the house at some point i have to get my vitamin <laughs> d somehow yeah oh man i i i need to see the sun more yeah it's sad yeah i really I would prefer to go to work when it's dark and then get out when there's still daylight, I think, if I could, if it was up to me. That'd be my preferred. Getting up in the dark is really hard to do, though, because you're like, I it is pretty hard to do. Go back to bed. Yeah, yeah. There's a period of time where I was working out in the morning and that helped, but like I stopped that and I just work out in the evening now. That's there's fine. Like a, there's, a, there's an amount of energy you get from a workout. And I don't drink coffee anymore either. So I'm just, I'm just shambling to work in the morning, basically. Yeah. All right. So clones or droids? Clones or droids? <laughs> Very important questions. <laughs> yeah. um, Morgan, clones or droids? Clones. Hands down. Every time. Every single time. Okay. But when it comes to this game, I, I obviously I agree with you. I don't even answer this question. It's obviously clones. Who cares about these freaking <laughs> droids? We need, we, need a, we need a Clone Wars series for the droids. We need to humanize the droids. Hmm? I think... I mean, they have their little funny moments where they're stupid yeah. and incompetent. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a, a Droid Wars series that, like, eclipses the Clone Wars? Like, oh my god, I love Unit 50,007 or whatever. <laughs> unit 5142. <laughs> oh my god. It's my unit boy. 5142. I am a 5142 stan. Or is there a unit, cross me. unit 6969? You know what I'm saying? Probably is. <laughs> very frisky that one would be a i'm thinking that one would be a gonk droid that would be a gonk no i don't know uh, yeah i don't know either i was like yeah, what's the sexiest how... droid and i was like going through my head and i was like <laughs> none of them what is the sexiest droid? general grievous he's not um, really a droid though he's humanoid right yeah well he yeah. was he was like some species thing but then he got did he get injured or sick? I don't know. But he had he's to get got like a heart. cybernetic augmentation. So he's like half half living organic creature, half robot something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the super battle droid for the sexiest battle or for the sexiest droid. Oh, I know. The the electro staff guys. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I vastly prefer the droids in the game. Personally, I love the Droidica because the Droidica was just fucking busted. Is that the Roly Poly? <laughs> yeah, the Droidica. Oh, I yeah, just call it the Roly Poly. Roly Poly, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, you roll up on a point, drop your shield. What are they going to do? <laughs> you just take the point. Yeah. It's great. The one time I tried to play as one of those, I got obliterated because I couldn't figure out the controls and I got overwhelmed and I gave up. So yeah, it definitely took a second. Like, I, yeah. I also got obliterated the first time I tried it, but like. <laughs> You just, it, it's like a wide turning radius and also you just like, you can't strafe, you're just like pivoting. Oh, okay. And it's it's weird. No mm -hmm. vehicles or anything like that. You just got your bubble and shoot and your roll, but it is very powerful to just stand there and obliterate people. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, rebels or stormtroopers? 
I think this is the tougher one. Yeah, I mean, obviously from like a moral standpoint, I'm going to go Rebels, but like they don't really do much for me, if I'm being mm. honest. They got yeah. a dorky orange jumpsuits. I don't like them. <laughs> mm, little, little grungy, you know, little yeah. rebelish. <laughs> All their equipment is kind of outdated and busted looking. Guerrilla warfare type stuff going on. But like I would still, I, I would pick the clones over either of these guys, really. Mm. Um. I don't know. X-Wings are cool. Are you going with the Rebels? I don't know. Wait, what? Sorry, what? what's our context here? Or is there no context? I don't think there is any context for the important questions. <laughs> well, X-Wings are cooler than TIE Fighters. But also Stormtroopers are funny because they're bad at everything. And then there was that one guy that like bonked his head on the doorway. I love, I kind of love how stupid the Stormtroopers are, if I'm being honest. <laughs> you got to go with Stormtroopers? Yeah. Because of the stupid, the stupid moments, yes. I think that I am also going to go with stormtroopers. I am just kind of smitten by the whole white space suits things. I don't know why. I prefer that sort of like high tech looking, you know, space armor. I like how clack, clickety clacky it is too. Yeah, when it's they're like running around. The, yeah, I want to wear the suit. You yeah, know? yeah, it's cool. Sometimes they come in different colors. It's like, oh boy, love this. If you had to rank these four, how you ranking them? Because for me, I think I'm going clones, stormtroopers, rebels, droids. That's what I would do. Yeah. 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 I think it's like, what is it about the droids that just make them so unappealing? Uh, they're like idiots, right? They just kind of yeah. feel like cannon fodder. Yeah. And they're not like sturdy in any real sense, no. except for the roly polies, the, the droidica or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Morgan. First or third person. The game lets you choose how you play it. Oh, I played third person. Yeah, I think by default, it's third person on consoles. By default, it's first person on PC. Oh. You can just switch, though. There's a setting. So Yeah, I liked being able to like see my surroundings better in third person. Because like, if you get like a nade thrown at you, then you're like, oh, I can see, I can see it at my feet. Stuff, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was no uh, FOV adjustments on PC, which was a little disorienting mm. in first person. But mm -hmm. I, I think I liked the default for each situation. No, I just makes preferred... Sense. Yeah, I preferred the mouse and keyboard first person. I preferred the controller third person. No, that's, so. yeah, I think that's completely fair. I see both sides. Yeah. All right. Morgan, are you capturing these points or are you defending these points? Capturing. Offense. Best best defense is a good offense. Yeah. Go stomp, mm. stomp them enemy team. What? I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was going to say stop them droids, but they weren't always droids. I would occasionally fall into a routine or like a just, I'm just going to sit here and just mindlessly click on heads as they walk through this choke point. <laughs> yeah. I would do that sometimes. I, I was typically the idiot like hurling myself into the choke point and getting blown up by a grenade. Just, <laughs> yeah. Let's dive into the uh, the three modes that the game has to offer. We have the two campaigns, Galactic Conquest and Instant Action. Morgan, tell me about your experience with campaigns and any thoughts you may have. I don't remember. I think I might have like texted you this. Uh, so I was playing on easy mode and... I understand why people love Battlefield and Battlefront. I get it, right? I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm not saying the formula is bad or anything like that. It's just not my cup of tea. The campaigns are like, they're small twists on the maps and stuff. You're basically just playing. The game is yeah. just like this like conquest mode. And you're basically just playing like small variations on the conquest mode. Right. Um, there's occasionally objectives on maps, but that's just always true for certain maps. Like Hoth always has a shield generator and... The Adats, is that the big ones? ATAT, whatever. Yeah. The the big boys that you can, you know, 
destroy and act. So there's always like objectives on certain maps, but they kind of contextualize certain things. They occasionally throw in like uh, the odd, like, okay, this is Naboo and you're playing as the droids and you're not fighting the clones. You're fighting the Gungans. Oh, uh, like yeah. That. Or you're fighting the those like Naboo guard people or whatever. Um, so there's sometimes twists of that level but it's pretty much always just play play the game oh yeah the core the core gameplay does not vary i mean uh i don't know i guess like you have different like classes to pick from depending on which faction you're playing right so like yeah like with the droids for example you can have the roly-poly or with um i'm gonna be honest i don't remember the rebel classes at all (laughs) they had so they all have the same like core four archetypes right plus a unique unit Okay. Um, so they have infantry, heavy, engineer, marksman. Um, and then they have like the unique unit, which is the droidica, the jetpack EMP launching clone dude. I don't know what that thing was. It was like a, it was like a rocket launcher thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the shock trooper or the dark trooper. I can't remember what the name was. Um, with the jetpack and the shotgun and the Wookiee for the rebels. Oh yeah. I forgot about the Wookiee, which was my least favorite. I don't know about you. I don't think Did I you... even tried him. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was, uh, he had like a bow caster and a grenade launcher, I think. And he had more health and like all this on paper is like, cool, but I just did not like the bow caster at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, he was my least played class. I think out of everybody. I just like tried him and I just, uh, uh, it's just everything else felt more effective. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, like as far as like the campaign goes, I remember there being a few missions that had like additional objectives that were not made clear at all. At least I didn't think oh, they were yeah. made clear. There was one, I think it was Geonosis where it's like, oh, you have to go destroy these like the enemy, escape? enemy ships or something. Sh- yeah, I don't remember what they're called, but they don't, like, appear to be ships. They don't look like ships at all. It took me for... I lost that battle, like, three times because I was like, what are you talking about? And then you have to shoot them in, like, a stupidly specific... I Like, I finally figured out what they were, and then I went and stood, like, directly underneath them like an idiot and was, like, just shooting, like, the very <laughs> bottom of it. And that doesn't damage them for some reason. So I was like, why isn't it doing anything? It yeah. took me forever to figure that out, and I felt so annoyed. It does um, get a little easier. I will say that Geonosis is like a hard map to win as clones. It yeah. Always, I, I, I mean, like, I would mostly just steamroll on normal, but, like, I would lose on Geonosis' clones a lot. Like, even yeah. even playing it correctly, I guess, where you start in those, um, oh, I don't know what they're called. Those, like. Oh, the walker thingies. The walker things. Yeah, I wanted to call them walkers. They're not adats. <laughs> no. But, yeah, the, the clone. Is it ATST? Maybe it is uh, the smaller AT-ATs. I would always like start in there, you know, waddle my way all the way to the back and then just like blow everything up um, and then like worry about capturing points and stuff. But it's still like it would either be like a very close game where we win or I would just lose. So, yeah, that was that was typically the experience for Geonosis. Yeah, I definitely don't blame you for getting... (laughs) stuck on that one because it was a bit tough to win are you looking up what it's called i'm trying it's not okay so an atst that that's like the chicken legged thingy 
Okay. The, the Ewoks smash. Yeah. With the with the logs. Oh, A T T E. I think it's A T T E. Yeah, it is. A T T E. Well, that's kind of hard to say. Eight at T at Addy. Whatever. Addy. Yes. Do they just call him Addy? I don't know. They're like uh they can go up walls and stuff, I think. I think in the movies they were yeah. going up walls and the crap. They did. They did in the in the um Clone Wars the movie because Ahsoka was like mm-hmm. standing on the windshield of one and mm-hmm. was like, Don't mm-hmm. worry, clone guy, I'll help you. She was like deflecting blaster bolts with her lightsaber and standing mm-hmm. on it, I think. Anyway. <laughs> and I think in Rebels, don't those clones that escaped order? Yeah, 66? they have one. They They're living one. in one, yeah. Which is cool. That is cool. Very neat. Oh man, that's such a fucking I love that. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> like we got some clones, and that one has like he, he didn't have like the chip out or it was like destroyed or something. It, I don't know what the deal it was, was, but Rex, he Rex, like, Gregor, and Wolf? is it Gregor or McGregor and Wolf, yeah. But Wolf still like wanted to kill the Jedi's, right? Something like that. I don't that. remember what happened. I think one of them was still very hostile towards the Jedi's when they came. Because it was like not oh, fully right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might have been Wolf then. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think it was Gregor. I don't know. Something like that. Well, because didn't I, Gregor, Gregor had like a head injury and forgot who he was, like in the Clone Wars. Like there was an episode about him where he was like, I'm just a guy. I just work on this planet. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, you're a clone. And he was like, what? <laughs> that was interesting too, because we saw that before we saw the end of the clone wars where we know what happens to like rex and the uh i keep forgetting what the chip is called in their head but whatever the chip is whenever he got it out so everyone was kind of left to speculate how he ended up surviving order 66 i'm gonna figure out what the chip is called it just says behavioral modification biochip i think it's just a special inhibitor chip i think it's just yeah it's just inhibitor chip i think or the chip that scene with the Ahsoka and Rex, where Rex is like resisting it. Oh, and he cries. There's like wrecked a tear me. that rolls down oh, his face. Me. And his hands are shaking. He's holding his iconic dual pistols and his hands are shaking. And he's like, I think he says like get fives or something. I think he says something about fives. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, killed brutal. me. Yeah. So good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we the were, campaign? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, the campaign fairly lacking. Is there anything that you would like? So it's we're keeping the game the same. It's still okay. like a large scale battle simulator uh-huh. Star Wars thing. Mm. Is there anything that you can think of that would improve a campaign mode for this game or a way to like extract this into a campaign mode? Yes. Um, I think, well, so this game does not let you play as any of the Jedi or like iconic characters or anything. Um, they just sort of like show up. And I, this is, these are our friend Ethan's words and not mine. Um, they act like heat seeking missiles that kill and destroy everything around them. Yeah, um, they're in, they're in, divin- they're, they're invincible. I almost it, said indivisible. Indivisible. <laughs> they cannot be divided. Right. Um, yeah. I wish that they had like, Maybe some sort of like dialogue or or they could mm-hmm. like maybe like call orders. Like I wish there was like more of like a story element or some more like character put into it, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess there's like the like the the voices like sh- like giving you orders like you can hear the clones. They're like, hey, we're losing units. 
or stuff like that or the beginning of each mission where it's like hey this is what you're doing right um but it Which, also... i don't know if you noticed this mm -hmm. just quick sidebar okay um so whenever you have yoda and palpatine so i think it's there's four people who will tell you what's going on it's yoda admiral akbar um palpatine insidious maybe i think okay but all the so it's one actor who does Yoda and Akbar, and then one actor who does Palpatine and Sidious. Oh. Those are the same two actors in the Clone Wars series. Oh, cool. So if they sounded familiar, I guess that's why. All right. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty neat. Good for them. <laughs> nice to see. Shout out. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I kind of derailed you there. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, but yeah, or it would be fun, like, if, I don't know, I just think it would be kind of funny if you could, like, find... Like, you know, you have, like, your your guy backing you up. And if you could find the enemy guy that was backing up, like, the opposing side, and if you could, like, kill them or, like, chase them off the field know, okay. or something. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Just, just more iconic characters present, I think, is what I'm getting at. I don't know if there's any scenario in the game where you can have both heroes on the field. I, I don't think so. There. Because in the Galactic Conquest, it was a power-up like that you would get for capturing Tatooine. Oh, where okay. you would have um a hero on the field. Uh I don't know if you know this but they're limited to Count Dooku, Mace Windu, Luke Skywalker, and Darth Vader respectively for their co their mm -hmm. co yeah, the, the the correct like droids, clones, yeah, rebels, yeah. Star Wars. Yep. So yeah. I don't I don't know if they could all be on the field at once. There might be like a I think there was like a setting for instant action to just have heroes enabled. Okay. I'm not sure though. They became a bigger part of the second game. Like every map had like a specific hero that you would unlock by doing well. Right. Which was pretty cool. It was like a, it was a small pool. It wasn't like a new hero for every map, but it was pretty widespread. Mm -hmm. It was like stuff like Padme and stuff like that would show up too, which was neat. Yeah. Um, Anyway, if I had any sort of suggestion at the time <laughs> to, uh, like, improve this campaign, I would like to see something that's, like, more still keeping the spirit of the large battles, but, like, and maybe reusing the maps in some way. Like, I don't know. It depends how, like, how focused you want to be, like, on a campaign mode. Like, do you want this to be, like, a very, like, a pillar of the game or should it just be, like, a extra mode or something? Mm -hmm. uh, but having something that's a bit more, like structured and not necessarily related to the plot of the the movies like maybe a new plot like a sub story we're talking about new battles and stuff like that oh yeah yeah i think that would work mm -hmm. i don't know how important a campaign like this is i mean is for a game like this because like i don't know what you could do that wouldn't shrink the scope in a significant way because it always needs to come back to these large scale battles right and if you want to have like an emotional plot where you're fighting like a bad guy or something it's never going to end on like a one-on-one -on -one with this dude or so I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Anyway, I think the main draw for me in the game was the galactic conquest mode. Did you get a chance to dive into this one? I know no. it's kind of like, it's not super like brought to the forefront. It's just like yeah. smack dab in the middle. But I, I didn't, but when I was playing battlefront two with Zach, we were doing the galactic conquest mode. So I kind of, yeah. I kind of get what it's about. It's so good. And, in the second game too because like you can have the ships that run into each other mm -hmm. and then you have like a uh, ship battle mm -hmm. it's very it's very fun 
in this game, the way it works is there's like a board of like eight planets and each of you have like your home base and you go planet by planet. So the, each planet has like three states it could be in. It could be under your control, it could be under the enemy control, or it could be neutral. So if it's under enemy control, you have to win one battle to knock it down to like neutral. And then you have to fight again on that planet to take control of it. And each planet has like a planetary bonus that you can select from. So things like extra troops, uh, like better, there's one that's like enhanced training or something like that. So I assume it like bumps up the AI a little bit um, on your side or their side, whoever's activating it. There's the Jedi hero that will assist you, which you can get from Tatooine. And there's one that's like sabotage. So like all the enemy vehicles start at like 50% HP and stuff like that. I always did the the hero if I had that because... (laughs) They're invincible. They're they're invincible and they always get like, you know, around like 20-ish kills it feels like, Mm -hmm. which is just solid because everyone... Like normally at the end of each game, you'll... the leaderboard will pop up and it's like, you know, player one or whatever your name is with like 60 kills followed by a guy know, with like look. eight and you're like, yeah, some guy with eight. What are you like, doing? <laughs> so having just like one other like solid teammate, I think is always the right play. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's sometimes where it's like if it's a very vehicle centric map, it's like pick the sabotage and, you know, kind of you know, kneecap all of the enemy vehicles. It's like a solid play. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't experiment too much with the uh, planetary bonuses. I just kind of stuck with what gave me the hero. <laughs> but yeah, there's other caveats to that mode, I guess, or like other, you know, mechanics where if you win four battles, you can like activate your sides bonus, which depending on which faction you're playing as is different. So like the Empire will use the Death Star and just blow up a map or blow up a planet uh and because each map other than uh hoth geonosis camino and what was the other one hoth geonosis camino and endor aside from those four every map has like two two map every planet has two maps so in galactic conquest you're fighting on each map in order to take control of it so okay it's a good way to like keep it varied despite having like a fairly small board. Right. I guess you're not playing the same maps over and over again necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big fan of that mode. I think it's the, I think it's the most fun mode to play in this game. Although I believe it does not support split screen, which is a bit of a bummer if you got someone else to play with, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think you're limited to instant action if you want to play split screen. Oh, uh, okay. A little sucky. It'd be so cool to have like a, a two-on-two Galactic Conquest, or a yeah. one-on-one Galactic Conquest. That'd be fun, which I believe you can do in the second game. So, anyway, yeah, you don't know experience with Galactic Conquest other than the second game, right? Yeah, the second game, and uh, Zach and I were doing that split screen, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. Uh, we were and on the same side, I right. think. Uh, that's usually how I did the split screen stuff, too. The Sage entered the battlefield. Did you make these? Wow. Oh, That's baby. what the list that I made was. He made Oreo balls. Look at that. Wow. Good job. Are they good? The white chocolate shell is a little thicker than it should have been, but. It's okay. Anyway. All right. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. Shout out to Sage. The audience loves Sage. I mean, I get constant feedback. The audience is yeah. loving Sage. I mean, I love Sage. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny.
Yeah. I would love <laughs> some stupid reality where we have a a large audience that loves Sage yeah. specifically. He's back. He's Sage back. made a cameo in this episode. You guys have to go listen to it. No. <laughs> we got some sort of fan that's like top 10 Sage appearances. Yeah. And There's not even 10 of them. <laughs> it's a repeat. Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about? Instant it's, action. Split screen. Yeah. Split screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would play the split screen with my brother a lot. I think we would pretty much always just play on the same team, though. And I played this recently with my brother-in-law. Split screen. And it was, you know, same team. It's just it's just like a mindless sort of like, it's a fun little action game. You can coordinate a little bit like, hey, let's go take this point and stuff yeah. like that. It's fun. I think, I think when Zach and I played, most of his enjoyment was the fact that I was so incompetent. So he was just kind of following me around and be like, oh, you died again. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> yeah. And aside from the campaigns and Galactic Conquest, Instant Action just lets you make a, like a playlist of the levels you want to go through and just cycle through them. I don't think I mentioned this anywhere else. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned this anywhere else. I'll just say it now. So the PS2 version, I think, is like the, I think is the like earliest version of the game. Um, the Xbox version, I believe the Xbox version, the Steam version definitely has this, but I believe the Xbox version does as well. There's an additional map, uh, Java's Palace, where you play and fight inside of Java's Palace, and it's got oh. like that trap door that goes to the Rancor. Oh, fun. And everything like that. It's in the sequel. That same map is in the sequel, but it's in this game if you're playing the right version, which is not the PS2 version, unfortunately. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I just thought of that, so I thought I'd mention that. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, that's all we got to say about, you know, the various game modes. We want to move on to the mechanics. Yeah, yeah. I guess let's work through each class and then kind of discuss general thoughts on each and then maybe a favorite. So in this game, like every map, not every map, but like some maps will have like a variation on your standard units. Um, for example, like playing the stormtroopers on Hoth versus like a hot you know like a like a like a most Eisley or a tatooine map you're in like the snow gear and stuff like that so there's some like map specific units as well as just like cosmetically as well as like mechanically so in the naboo i think both the naboo maps if you're playing as the droids Instead of having access to the super battle droid, you have like a regular battle droid, which is just like a normal, you know, backpack looking droid with just like a blaster rifle. And they function differently. Like this one has grenades versus the wrist rockets and stuff like that, which is neat. I do. I, I like the asymmetry with the competing factions. I think one really cool, like, I don't know, it, it obviously wouldn't make sense. And this game does kind of try to be like this is like you're living the actual battle and it's like classes that would be appropriate to that like whether it be like snow troopers and stuff like that but it'd be cool to be like i want to fight the rebels as the droids or something like that or have yeah. like the clones versus the stormtroopers or something i feel like that'd be a fun mode well, sort of like a create your own battle scenario thing and you can pick like whatever mm -hmm. variants you want and yeah that'd be that'd be fun mm -hmm. i don't know why they never around i guess they wanted to just be like hey this is this is lore friendly only excuse you, <laughs> excuse you. this rp server is lore friendly this is a lore friendly rp server yeah 
I really like the, uh, how do you feel about the asymmetry? Do you prefer like, cause obviously certain like maps and stuff are designed around like an asymmetrical, like defending the shield generator on Hoth versus like pushing the ATATs. How do you feel about like the asymmetrical multiplayer gimmick, I guess? Um, I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think, I mean, like, typically, like, my frustrations or anything, I don't think were necessarily caused by, like, the asymmetrical design. And I think it, I think it's fun if you have, like, the option to play both sides, mm-hmm. which I mean, like, in the campaign, you don't, I don't know about the other options. Right. Um, yeah. I think, um, I mean, like, there are certain maps that are, like, it's just uh, a mirror image yeah, and yeah. you're just conquering the other mirror image but there's certain maps where it's like uh i think about the both of the kashik maps like the island and the docks um there's like one side that'll spawn on like a tiny little island and has to like move past like they have vehicles and stuff to try to like get past like these sort of like high ground vantage points where mm-hmm. there's just like constant fire raining down on them to like capture like a beach and then move up that way um versus like trying to defend it with like snipers and stuff like that or the other kashik map where it's like one side has three points in like a very like centralized like middle of the map location and the other side has like a surrounding like two maps on top one map or two points on top one point on the bottom so it's like a sort of like two front assault with one one side just like hunkered down in the middle and the other side just like pushing from both sides yeah i think the i think the asymmetry is fine because it's sort of like i mean the point of the game is to be you know sort of like strategic with how you're capturing points and how you're moving around the map like sort of Mm -hmm. and at least to some capacity so i think you know having it be asymmetrical and maybe like favor one side a little bit more than the other is is fine because it it forces that like more strategic thinking Mm -hmm. um that's i'd say that like asymmetry works better when the game is meant to be like more so fun rather than competitive Mm -hmm. yeah definitely because like you can have i don't know you can have more fun with like a uh, because like obviously if there were like pro battlefront players there would be more favorable positions Mm -hmm. like factions to play as or um for certain maps there'd be better like like maybe like uh, the pushing the ATATs is like, if you're really good, it's like this is freaking impossible because they can just wrap you around and like knock you out with the uh, the tow cable thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like I could see that being something where it's like, yeah, if you're like decent at the game, it's like super easy to do. So playing as the the uh, Empire on that map would be difficult. But when it's like a casual experience, it's like, oh, it's fun to have like a variety of like options. It's not all just like red team versus blue team, just fighting on like equal ground for just like a middle point or something like that. Right, right. I mean, like, um, do you have like a favorite map? Does anyone jump to mind? I know. Hmm. I remember liking Camino, but I think that might just be because I like clones. I think aesthetic. I remember liking Camino too, and I think it was just an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Thing. Like it's like rainy. Just, yeah, yeah, and the clones are there. Right. Yeah, it's like we have to protect our home, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we do, of course. Mm-hmm. 
I think it'd be, it would have been really cool to have, like, not exclusively conquest, like capturing points. Like, I'm imagining a version of Kamino where the droid's objective is to destroy, like, some cloning... The cloning tanks. Yeah, the cloning tanks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like, they're trying to sabotage that, like, inner building, Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to hold them off. That would be... that being fun. Yeah. I mean, we kind of have that with some of the objectives, like the indoor base where you're trying to destroy the whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know what it's called, but, like... That doesn't end the game. It's just like, I don't know. It's, I don't really, I couldn't really tell what like affected the reinforcements at the top of the screen. Oh it yeah, I, get, I never I mean, figured like, that I, out. I know that like having more points captured drains their side faster just because it rhymes. Points captured drains their side faster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> game design 101. Yeah, but I don't know what destroying those points did. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Like, did it take away a chunk? I wasn't really paying attention. Anyway. Like, also, like, I don't know if you noticed this, but sometimes you spawn in. Like, the game just started. We're, like, two seconds into the game, and it's like, we're losing reinforcements or something like that. Yeah, and and you just see them draining. It's like, who died? Which one of these idiots freaking jumped off a cliff or something? (laughs) I don't know. So I I I don't know exactly how that whole, like, reinforcement system went down. Um, but back to the classes we have, we alluded to, I think we ran through each of these earlier, but we have infantry, which focused on like a, like auto, like a machine gun, um, and then like a blaster pistol and then some like grenades. And if you were the super battle droid, you had like a rocket launcher, which I think made the super battle droid probably my favorite version of the infantry class. Mm. Um, I assume the infantry class is what you gravitated towards, right? Oh Yeah. Yeah, just hands down. <laughs> it was just very like easy, like to get kills with, and it's fun. Running and gunning is fun. You have a mm-hmm. rapid fire weapon, and you just like a ton of bullets. You just go, and the auto aim. Everything's like projectile based, I believe. I think so. Yeah, I believe. I think everything is projectile based, um, and there's slower projectiles and faster projectiles, but um, you do have to like lead shots, but like the auto aiming on consoles pretty much leads all those shots. Yeah, it will. Yeah. It's, it's basically snap aiming. Like you just look at someone and you're locked on. Um, but the strafing does allow you to like dodge shots and stuff, especially with the slower moving turret vehicles and stuff like that. But yeah, infantry was like my go-to on console. And I would say that like the sniper was my go-to on PC Mm -hmm. just because it was easier to just click on heads. What about you? Did you try out the sniper on console? Yeah, yeah, I did, like, and terrible. I couldn't. I, I couldn't justify it because it was too hard <laughs> to like line yeah. up shots with a controller. It, you could, you could, like rapid fire that thing, not like crazy, but like mm-hmm. pretty quickly. So you, if you could just kind of like spray <laughs> and like hope you connected with some of them, um, I believe it's like a two shot body kill and like a one shot headshot kill. Mm. Um, for like everything. I don't know if it like upper body mattered at all, but yeah, it was yeah. pretty great on PC. I also tried um, the heavy a few times to like try and take down. Cause I, I felt like, Oh, he's got a massive rocket launcher. This must be the guy used to like take down vehicles. Cause like, that's mm-hmm. pretty much the only thing that would be effective, but it was just like really frustrating because the reload takes forever. You barely yes. have any rockets. Um, and also any time that I was like trying to take down a vehicle, none of like 
my team's AI would ever like stop to try and help me or like team up with me or anything. And then the enemy vehicle would always have like a, an engineer on it that would just undo all the work that I was doing. And so it was just really yeah. frustrating. So I just didn't, I just stopped trying to I, do that. I agree with you. I think the heavy was my least favorite class, uh, like or archetype, just because you never had enough ammo to take down a vehicle by yourself. Mm-hmm. Very slow reloads. You do have like a lock-on system for vehicles and stuff like yeah, that. So you yeah. feel like you're meant to do that. Mm-hmm. But it, it felt more useful to like destroy turrets yeah. or like smaller vehicles. Maybe if you were playing this in like an actual multiplayer setting, which was a thing back in the day, I suppose. I don't really know the extent of like how the multiplayer worked. Like was it online or was it like land-based? And maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But I do imagine that like if you had like four heavy classes, you could actually just pretty quickly take down any vehicle. Mm. Like if you were actually coordinating. But yeah, it kind of felt like vehicles were meant to destroy vehicles more so than the heavy class was meant to destroy vehicles. That's fair. What about the engineer? Did you ever like... I I didn't bother. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't bother with them. strange. Like it felt like they always had like... I think the the droid engineer had like a grenade launcher. The rebel engineer had like a shotgun thing. The I don't remember what the imperial engineer had. Maybe it was a shotgun as well or something. But the uh, clone engineer had like this charge up shock gun. Oh yeah, thing. I did try that actually. I take it back. I did because I was trying to use him because I was like, oh, they want me to destroy the ships. So I, right. I took I took an engineer to the Geonosis weird pillar things i was supposed to destroy and i was not having a good time yeah (laughs) Uh, i think they also had like a passive to regenerate health while in a vehicle they got Uh, the repair tool to hop out and repair the vehicle yeah i mean if you're playing if you're playing vehicles on that map i mean it makes sense to be the engineer i guess i never i never had fun in vehicles though just because they moved so slow at least the ones that i like tried Mm -hmm. like the um at et A-T-T-E. A-T-T-E. A-T-T-E, whatever. Um, Like that, it it just moves so slow. It's boring to just sit Mm -hmm. there and watch everybody else run and gun and have fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I became, there's a large variety of like air vehicles and land vehicles and sea vehicles. No, there's no sea vehicles. Um, (laughs) But could you imagine? No. (laughs) Could you imagine? Be in, in that like episode one weird submarine thing they had. I don't I don't know. But I I became more a fan of the ship combat. The more I I I got kind of familiar with it on uh, Bespin, the like cloud city, the platforms map. That one was pretty heavy ship combat. I felt like because if you're not fighting in ships, you end up just like fighting that one choke point. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> just hurling myself in with that like massive pile of bodies in the choke yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i would always uh so my strategy i've ended up playing that map a lot for some reason i think it's because it was like a contentious point in mm-hmm. my um like one of my galactic conquest games but i ended up playing that point a lot and my strategy for getting to the middle first if i wasn't like a droid team which would have been the droidica but you can roll sideways and go faster than walking speed <laughs> So I would just like turn turn ninety degrees and just like roll sideways Start all the going, way to that main point. Oh my yeah. gosh! Start doing flips. 
It looks stupid. Because if you capture that first point, that middle point, you know, you're kind of set up to set up to win, I feel like. Because whoever captures that just ends up holding that tunnel, that long tunnel with the point in the middle. It's it's pretty oh, stupid. Man. <laughs> How did he get he's inhumanly fast? How did he do it? And then just cut yeah. and just doing stupid side rolls. Stupid. The game needed a sprint button. I believe that the second yes. one does have a sprint button. Oh, see that's yeah, that's what I really missed. I think I texted you and I was like, Can I sprint? I also was like, I thought I could sprint in this game. I'm, it must be the second game. Okay. But uh, yeah, no sprint in this game. Oh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Vehicles uh, and stuff. Yes. The pilot mainly. But yeah, I became more a fan. One thing that I do like about this game is how it combines the ship combat with the ground combat, which I feel like is something that the second game doesn't do. If yeah, I remember, I remember, it, I remember having like ship battles. Like you are like dedicated you, you pilot. Battles. Yeah. Which was fun. Oh, I loved those. Those were like, that's some of my fondest memories of the second game is the ship combat where you could like infiltrate the enemy ship and then like go into their like, I don't know, the the power generator of the ship and then just like try to blow it up. That was my favorite thing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think that in the sequel, I don't think that there is a like a map that has like air vehicles while being like a, a ground map. I think it's just like ground maps and then like the ship combat. I think I might be misremembering, but I think technically you could get your ship in the hangar of like the enemy ship yes, and then like yeah, yeah. start causing chaos that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't think not to this extent. I, I'm not remembering anything. Yes. That's something that I liked. I think this game is at its best when there's like a war on two fronts. Like when you have ship battles happening above you and then you're like down below with the infantry just like pushing you know a choke point or something like mm-hmm. that i think that that's when the game like the map design and like the overall like feel of the game makes the most it makes you feel like a clone trooper i don't know chaos makes you feel like cannon fodder yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah you said you didn't use the marksman very much Mm-mm. of the unique units was there any that you gravitated towards no yeah (laughs) how'd you feel about the jetpack dudes it intimidated me and i couldn't figure out how to use it right right because they both they both operated differently like the shock trooper had like a short burst it was like a like a real quick like whoop but then the jetpack dude was more like a hover and you could like i think you moved where you were looking if i remember right oh weird yeah so you could go up or you could go down you kind of float around i didn't like the jet trooper the, the clone jet trooper's gun. I like the shock trooper, but it felt like kind of tricky to use because you would have like a really quick jump and then you'd have this close range shotgun. So you'd have to like jump and get real close and then blow someone up. Uh, I preferred the Droidica. If I was yeah, that feels, that feels awkward to have like an airborne unit and be like, no, we are close range though. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I believe in the <laughs> second game, they take the, the shock electric gun from the engineer and give it to the shock trooper. I think it's called the dark trooper in this game, and maybe the shock trooper in the second game. Mm. I think it's something like that. But yeah. The unique units they get expanded upon in the second game. I think there's two unique units per side, or like per faction. Yeah, I remember there being a clone, I think a clone unit that had like this humongous giant yep. like minigun on their shoulder. And that was my favorite. <laughs> yes. Me too. That was my favorite in the second game as well. 
And there was like a, um, it was like one of those staff droids, like the secondary unique unit for the droid team. Oh, like the the Electro staff? I don't think they had a staff, but Uh, they looked like that type of droid. Nice. Anyway. Uh, yeah, unique unique units, definitely droidica for me. Uh, but yeah, the heroes, as we discussed, those four, but cannot play as them like you can in the second game. I did see that there's some creative ways to kill the heroes. Uh, it's map dependent. You oh. basically have to, like, knock them off the map. <laughs> oh, geez. Like, like on platforms, you can, like, throw a grenade and, like, fling themselves uh... off. Stuff like that, so... There's some ways to dispatch them, but other than that, they're just mainstays until they until the game's over. I I thought I read something that said when you get 20 kills or when they get 20 kills that they just cease to participate, but that did not appear <laughs> well, to be the case. I've got my 20 kills. I'm gonna turn in for the day. <laughs> yeah, I've met my kill quota. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like there were any balance issues between like one like droids versus clones or? Um, rebels versus empire no i don't think so i think one of the maps that gave me the hardest time it was for the galactic civil war side and it was a i think it was i remember it was very green it's like a foresty jungly area and it was was symmetrical or was it okay um was it like a was it the arena (sighs) There, there was like it was symmetrical so it's like you start Right. And you're like on in like within these like two temple pyramid looking things. And then there's like yeah, a pit yeah. in the middle. That's just that's sort of the like, arena on Yavin 4. That I had a hard time there for some reason. Uh, I think that was one of my least played maps, but it was like it was kind of interesting. There was like a maze esque mm-hmm. thing happening, which is like cool, I guess. I didn't play on it enough to really feel out the intricacies of it, though. Yeah, I kept getting like obliterated there for some reason. I don't, I don't really remember like what I was doing wrong, but it just yeah. was not working out. Mm-hmm. That was definitely an interesting map. There's something like I found the the maps to be like fairly simplistic in like a charming kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like something there was some sort of like I don't know, like early shooter. Like it's very simplistic, and there's some charm in that for me, I guess. I don't know. As far as balance issues go, I feel like the droids are probably the best class. Like having played them, I I think I played them the most, and I think they just have the best infantry class Mm. with the uh, super battle droid that has the wrist rockets. Because you can just like, if you run into a pack of them, you can just like instead of throwing, yeah, instead of throwing a grenade, they're waiting. Yeah, yeah, throw and wait, and it's like not exactly where you're aiming. You have to adjust your aim. It's just point rocket like that's it uh just in the middle of shooting i remember killing a lot of wookies that way and i felt kind of <laughs> bad <laughs> oh yeah i forgot you fight the wookies yeah wouldn't it be cool if you could play as like the non-playable factions like play as the tuscan raiders or play as the wookies play as the ewoks i don't know i think yeah i think that would be fun the tuscan raiders i feel like specifically yeah that's also what i was thinking about i was like maybe if they had like a I don't know, a special like melee thing with their staff or like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, of the non-playable factions, we have the Gungans, Ewoks, Tuscan Raiders, Wookiees, the Geonosians, Geonosis, Geonosians, 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 whatever, and the Jawas, which were neutral. So the Gungans were fighting on 
the clone side or the rebel side, the Ewoks fighting on the clone side and the rebel side. Tusken Raiders were very interesting as because they were neutral. Not neutral, but they were like hostile to both sides. Uh, <laughs> Just forces of chaos. Yeah, and they would like capture their own points and stuff, which was really neat. Because it was like, it turned into like a three, yeah, you know, like uh, a three-way like free-for-all, basically. And then the Wookiees who were fighting for the good people, the Geonosians who were fighting for the bad people, and the Jawas, Jawas, who were fighting nobody. <laughs> they were just there to be shot if you shot at them. I think I accidentally killed some of them and I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah. They walk up and heal you too. Oh, they do? Really That's cute. Oh, yeah. and I also saw the, um, there was like a thing, the, the Jawas crushed uh, an AT-AT with the, the logs. Oh, the Ewoks. Or, yeah, sorry, Ewoks. I got, I got, the, they're yeah, both yeah, like yeah. little guys and they little sound dudes. funny. So, <laughs> teeny. Yeah. Yeah. I of so of those did you have a a favorite? Did you notice that the the Gungans they do like the they do the Jar Jar Binks voice? Oh yeah, no, I that <laughs> was one of the first things I noticed because that's like the first mission you play uh with the yep. Clone Wars. Was that one? So it's like, like, boom, oh. boom. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was so that, I found funny. that very charming. Um <laughs> Where do you come down on Jar Jar Binks? Claire loves Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I love the um like the the fan theories that blame jar jar binks for the rise of the empire <laughs> and like the downfall of the galactic republic because he's the one who pushes forward the mo- the motion to make uh chancellor palpatine like have supreme authority and he's like yeah we should do this and then everyone's like okay <laughs> i think it's hilarious misa thinks what could go wrong right <laughs> Also, sorry, in the Clone Wars, there's one episode where it's like, uh, uh, I think it's a, Padme is like doing something and Jar Jar Binks is on her ship. And for some reason, he's like looking through her closet and he's like, why does she have Jedi robes in here? Because <laughs> it's Anakin's robes. <laughs> and he takes them and wears them. And then, then like the droids see him, see Jar Jar Binks wearing these robes and they're like, oh, oh my God, a Jedi. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. And then he turns around, he's like, a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of, I like him. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Is there any of these that you think would be fun to play as? Tuscan Raiders. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Cause chaos. Like, take take mm-hmm. the map from both the Rebels and the Empire. I think that would be hilarious. I think that'd be a really fun bonus mode where you play as, you know, these like uh, alien factions, I guess. Yeah. Well, and don't the Tuscan Raiders, do they have... Banthas? Is that their their like big cow, hairy yeah. cow ram looking things? Like if you They're could... not in the game, are they? No, no, I don't think so. That'd be cool if they were, you could ride them. Well, that's around. what I'm saying, is I would want to yeah. ride one of those and That'd be, be cool. like scream however they do. I don't know. They do do that. Yeah. They should have like an Did you notice there were commands? Like if you hit like up or down, left or right on the D, you could be like, follow me, hold this point. I don't know. Oh, do maybe that would have helped with the with the AI helping me do things that I wanted to do. Yeah. I just wasn't I w- using that right. <laughs> I would forget about it for the most part, but then I'd be like, "Oh yeah, let me just hit this button." Mm-hmm. I don't. I couldn't tell if it was helping too much. Oh, I okay. I didn't use it a lot, but yeah. Uh, I think it would be cool to play as the Genosans with like their flight and their weird, the stupid blaster things. Yeah, I don't even know what it's doing. Yeah, it's like it's a weird. sonic. I thought it was like a sonic blast. Mm-hmm. sound wave looking 
I don't know. It was green, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun to play as the tiny classes too. Mm-hmm. He walks. Um, there is a there's a cheat code in the game where you can if you name your profile Jub Jub, all of the every, everybody gets short. Oh good. It shrink shrinks everybody down. I like that. <laughs> Except it's like it just eliminates their torso. It's like they're the it's like same legs and then like no torso and then head on legs is kind of what it looks like. <laughs> Yeah, you sent me a picture of that, and I was like, that looks strange. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. So, yeah, I wonder if there's anyone named JubJub out there who just, you know, is like, I'm just going to put my name in here, and what the heck is going on? This game is broken. Right. I, <laughs> I think that there's also, like, infinite ammo, infinite health, cheat code type things. That was definitely a thing for the sequel, and we abused that as children, because it's like, I'm not playing. Hell no, I'm not playing this game where, where I can die. I don't know what that was as a kid. I just wanted to, like... I wanted like a dopamine simulator. I just wanted to just destroy everything and never die. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. No challenge. No, no. That's a, that's all I got to say about these these classes, mechanics. Uh, I think that's everything. Let's talk about some of the maps. We don't have to spend too much time on each map, but kind of general thoughts on each. Um, starting with the Bespin platforms going in alphabetical order. As we discussed, it's like a just kind of a straight line. This is one of those, you know, symmetrical maps. It kind of ends up being like a fight on two fronts where you have like the ground soldiers pushing for this middle map, trying to like hold that. And then it's just like a long hallway that you're pushing or holding whatever. But you can also like take ships. There's a lot of ship combat. I think you have access to like the gunships and like a like a starfighter X-wing equivalent for each faction. So you can either like sneak up and try to like cap the back points or just fight in the sky, stuff like that. Really does end up being a clusterfuck on that middle point though. It's just That's where the I spent entire team. <laughs> Yep. That's where I spent the whole fight. I was like, yep. I'm gonna get you can't stop me, I'm gonna get through. Yeah. Um I I I started by doing that and then I my my plan was usually cap that main point and then like fight until I die and then just fight in ships the whole time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I think it's a solid map for that reason. Having the the ship combat combined with the infantry on the ground battles. Cloud City was a bit. I don't think there's any vehicles on Cloud City. There's like a high ground, like horseshoe shape, symmetrical sort of thing. Again, there's another like hallway clusterfuck sort of situation happening. I was getting tilted on this map because so when um there, there yeah there was like a point like at the end of a hallway. And I would run in there to take the point. I would kill everybody. I would run in there to take the point. And then like five guys would spawn around me and just obliterate me every time. And I was like, can Mm -hmm. I just, can you just let me have it? (laughs) Yes. Normally you don't spawn right on the point, but for that specific Mm -hmm. point, it's just so tight that it's just like five people pop up and they're all surrounding you. And and you can't kill them in time. They're instantly locked onto you. Right. Yep. It's like two points on either side of a hallway looking at each other and they start like capped by either side. Right. So, this so it's is just, just a long chaos. Hallway. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Again, Droidica's just pushing slowly through that hallway will just annihilate everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is usually how you do it if you're playing on the, you know, C- CIS. I don't remember. But yeah, there's also the carbon, the carbon freezing chamber and you can see Han Solo in there. Oh, I don't cool. think I found that room. Yeah. I really like the, uh, the map Easter eggs like that. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, there's some more on like Jabba's palace and stuff like that with the rancor and the trapdoor and everything. 
There was also, if you jumped in there, you would die, even though it was like a very shallow, like, drop off. Yeah. Endor. This is one that you can only play on the Galactic Civil War. How'd you like Endor? Do you have a note that says the speeder bikes are very fast and scary? Yeah, I was trying to use them. You can't. (laughs) You go too fast. There's no controlling anything. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) Hop on and close your eyes and pray, basically. Yeah, because I think you can just, like... You can run people over, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But if you hit a tree, it's just like, boom, you're dead. Boom, yeah. There's no, yeah. If and you even clip the tree. a lot of trees. Yes. <laughs> on this forest planet. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the goal was to like, as as the rebels, you're trying to make your way to that shield bunker. I think it's always like a shield bunker thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was you're that trying the to one, get in there and destroy it. W- was that the one that also had like... There were like some like raised platforms around like yeah. the Ewok village. I remember getting killed from like those walkways a lot and being really annoyed about it. There was like a place that I had to like walk by to get to somewhere I wanted to go and I kept getting shot. Agree. <laughs> There's also some traps. So it's like the uh the 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 empire is usually trying to push forward with their vehicles. Their little chicken walkers and there's like a series of traps set up by the Ewoks to like smash them and stuff uh so they're trying to push through with their vehicles and you're trying to push back and get into the shield bunker so a nice little bit of asymmetric gameplay going on there we also have geonosis for the clone wars only map we discussed this earlier it's very hard to win as the republic i felt like yeah so. this was part of the campaign and this mm-hmm. was like the first like uh difficulty spike i think in the campaign where it was just like okay yeah. i'm doing good why am i losing why do i keep losing here what's going on <laughs> Um, I think what makes Even it so hard. Right? Oh, yeah. I think what makes it so hard is like the there's like the spire thing in the middle and all around the outside of these turrets and mm-hmm. they just obliterate your guys and you have to like fight uphill to get to the turrets and it, uh, it's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It feels like a very wastelandish kind of map. Like there's certain maps in here that don't feel particularly inspired, like uh, Naboo Plains and stuff like that. Oh yeah, like, that was kind of lame. It, it's just a wasteland. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it looks like a wasteland in the movie. So it's yeah, just it's, like a flat lawn. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But this is kind of wastelandy with that spire bit in the middle being the exception. And I don't know. It just felt like too big to like get around. Like you'd make your way to one point, capture it. It's like, oh, we lost that other point. Yeah. And since you couldn't run and like the, the AT-ATs were slow. So it's like, okay, I have to spend forever running from point to point, and then there's a decent chance that you get gunned down between points, and it just made it really frustrating. Yeah, I agree. Moving on to Hoth, another galactic Civil War-only map. I think this, of the asymmetric maps, this is one of my favorite, because I I don't know. I just like Hoth as a, <laughs> just as a battle in the Star Wars universe, too, like using the... Uh, the tow cable on these like snow speeders to like wrap around the the AT. It's just a fun interaction between the two. Like you have a it's a David and Goliath type situation happening where you have this very like easily destructible and I don't know, not very <laughs> versus like the big hulking uh vehicle. So what about you? Um I did not realize uh that I could wrap the line or on the at right. to take it down. It was um, a little tricky. You had to... So it's a two-seater, that snowspeeder. You can fly or operate the tow cable. Oh. 
So my strategy was to get into it, wait until there was someone else in my in my vehicle, and then I would fly towards the ATAT, switch seats, grab the tow cable, yeah, I'll let that (laughs) AI take over, Uh and just. Hope for the best. Oh, so. see what I did was I took one of the turrets because there's there's like a turret and I sat there and I did chip damage to that freaking ATAT <laughs> for I don't know how long. And I was like, this is so thrilling. Just watching. It go, <laughs> e- e- and I think it had like an engineer or something on it. I don't know. It's health kept ticking back up and I was getting like, <gasps> somebody do something. <laughs> I believe that whenever you have, whenever you have um, I think Luke on this map is dressed up as the pilot. I think Luke's outfit changes, which okay. is kind of neat. Gotcha. If I'm remembering right, that's the case. But also, you could get stomped by the uh, yeah the, uh, ATAT, which was funny. I think I was smart enough to not let that happen. But at some point, I did give up on the turret and just started running around on foot. I was like, I just want to go kill some guys. I don't really care. <laughs> give up on the ATAT mm-hmm. killing thing. There's some cool Easter eggs on this map too. You have the uh, Millennium Falcon hanging out in the uh, Echo Base, and then you have all the like, the, like ice tunnels and stuff, which is like a side path to get around if you want to avoid like the wasteland area. This is another wastelandy map, I guess, but I don't know. It's a wasteland in the actual game, so yeah, you're right. It's fine. Okay, Camino. We discussed this previously. Big fans. Yeah, I just liked it. I don't know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just again, yeah, I don't really have too much of a reason for it. I feel like it heavily favors the droids because you can just roll out on a droidica and like capture like that furthest. Because you, this is a map where you start out both one point captured each, and the clones start out inside and the droids mm-hmm. start out outside. I felt like if you loaded in as droids, you could roll up to that like furthest point, capture it, hold them at this one choke point. And then just like, assuming your other AI companions would just like follow suit and capture that point as well. I often ended up in a situation where the clones just had that main point and they were just funneling out of like one of three exits. Yeah. And you could just annihilate them. Oh, kind of a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. But as the clones, it felt like it was fun to navigate with a jet trooper on this map. It felt like it was built for that character. Hmm. I liked, I don't know. I mean, I thought that like fighting, um, cause there's like these like platforms and like between each platform is basically like a choke, I guess, unless you have the jetpack, Um, just because like, that's like your only way to move between platforms. Um, and I thought it was like satisfying to take, to take those platforms one at a time and uh, just, yeah, I just liked it. It's fun. Neat. So moving on to Kashyyyk, the islands, we mentioned this before. Oh, one point I wanted to bring up is I believe the water is just straight up like impenetrable. Like hmm. if you're like, if you're trying to shoot at someone in the water, you have to shoot like at what's above the water. Yeah. Otherwise it just won't hit them. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Like, I think you I just died. out in the shallow water there and just be invincible. <laughs> yeah. I think I died that way a few times where I was trying to go for somebody in the water and they shot me and I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, there's, Various sections on both Kashyyyk maps where that is applicable. Yeah, we mentioned the islands earlier, so I won't rehash too much of it. Uh, the docks as well. How'd you feel about the docks? I didn't like them. No? No. We're, we're like attacking more so or either side? So I think the campaign is you defend 
Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's the only way that I played the map. Um, and I just like there there's no good way to get because like there, there's like this really high like these really high platforms and then like the docks are like the lower ground or whatever because there's like yeah. the water down there or whatever. There's like no good way like you have to spawn on the high ground and I was like, but I want to get down there. To, I want to get down and dirty. Yeah. And there just it, it just took like traversal was just awkward. Yeah, um, I can see that. I was playing it on PC. So I was like, I'm just going to be the sniper and just click, click, yep. click, click the whole time. That's kind of what I ended up doing. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. I was just like, whatever, I'll just stay on the high ground, and which mm-hmm. I think is probably what they wanted me to do anyway. But whatever. I don't know. Did you run into um, like suspicious AI at all? This is the map where I noticed it the most. Because they'd be kind of stupid. They'd be kind of deadly at the same time. Like <laughs> AI inside of turrets would just mess you up. They would just yeah. laser focus. Like, yeah. Pew, no, that would, yeah. Mm-hmm. And every time I got into a turret, I'm just like, what do I want to do? Exactly. Yeah, anybody. it didn't. It felt kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because turrets like to turn, I don't know. It felt really slow. Yeah, it was. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, getting messed up by an AI in a turret was kind of aggravating. <laughs> yes yes also um and uh, you may not since you didn't snipe too much mm-hmm. this might not you might not have noticed this but there is like 100 percent. I, I at first i'm like maybe they just dodged but there's just like a something in the enemy ai to just occasionally dodge shots the millisecond you shoot them like some sort of spider sense that just like oh, oh they dodge the shot they're force like, sensitive <laughs> Yeah, they're force. They're, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, force sensitive, sensitive droids. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I don't know if that was like. It kind of felt like if I shot too many of them, like it was never like, oh, I'm I've been shooting at them and they just dodge. It's like I'm lining up a shot. I'm like on the other side of the map, dodge, and that's it not, happens frequently. Yeah, that's not the only game that does this. Something similar like that happens in. Oh, which one? Skyrim? <laughs> I think it happens sometimes really? in Skyrim. Yeah, where you like line up a bow shot and the enemy knows you're there or you might be like in caution or something and they will just like inexplicably slide five feet to the left or the right and you're like, excuse you? <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Yeah, that was like, so that, but also on this map specifically, um, I noticed... Basically, every every time I played this map, it would end with there being one reinforcement left on the enemy team, and it would always just be some droid who was stuck on the outside of the docks. Like that sounds they about fell right. off and didn't. They were just standing still or something. Oh, <laughs> they just he they confused. Just didn't know what to do? Yeah, <laughs> he confused. So that that happened a lot on this map. Planes, you already touched on. Mm-hmm. Feed, I guess is how you say it, which is like the Naboo city map i think that's one of my favorites visually i think it's like a very pretty map and it's also like it's a it's a symmetrical map but there's like some unique sections of it like that fountain area the Mm -hmm. sort of archways getting to it and stuff i liked it i uh i remember liking this one visually Mm -hmm. um but i guess i i sort of like how the city looks in the movie too so Um, yeah it's a nice place Mm -hmm. yeah i don't remember I mean, fighting like in the, like having the cover and like the tight spaces like between the streets was kind of nice. I don't really remember. I mean, that was like the first map, one of the first. Well, I guess after the planes map, mm-hmm. this would have been the next one. So it's kind of hard for me to remember that far back, but mm-hmm. it's okay. 
Uh, and there's no super battle droid yet, so you have to play as the regular battle droid. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Um, so Renvar next, the harbor, which is the one with the ATAT that moves on one side, and then you have the ice caverns off to the other side. So it's like, again, you have like a war on two fronts with um, either being in the walker, trying to make it progress, or holding off the walker by just like doing steady chip damage against the vehicles and stuff like that. Um, or fighting in that ice cavern or just holding it or something, which was, it always felt like a very like a uh, immovable object, unstoppable force. Like yeah. it, there always, no one made it past the ice caves in that. Like it mm-hmm. was just like, yeah. The Citadel was the other Renvar map. And this was like a very sort of like, Infantry based, like I liked this semi- one. I yeah, think. I like this one too. Yeah, it was pretty. It was like um, it was like an asymmetrical map design. Um, and it was like fairly intricate. Like, kind of felt like, <laughs> kind of felt like MC Usher esque with like stairways that lead this way and that way and like yeah, and they go around and stuff. It was kind of confusing to navigate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did like it. It's good. Uh, we have Tatooine with Dune which was neat. For the inclusion of the raiders in the Sarlacc pit. When I saw the Sarlacc pit, I was delighted. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I know what that is. <laughs> I love that. Because uh, you can walk next to it and get eaten up. That's in, that's another way you can get a, a hero killed is get them Sarlacc. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> which is awesome. Um, then we have Mos Eisley, which I believe is in the second game. Actually, playing some of these, I believe that like, I think Dune C might be in the second game as well. Mm. I remember most Eisley. I think all I did was follow Darth Vader around. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I like most Eisley. Um, it stands out to me because there's a mode in the second game specific to most Eisley where you only play as heroes. It's like heroes versus heroes. So it's like oh, Jedi, wow. Sith, Padme, Boba Fett, all those. Oh, wow. Just like fun. all the main main dudes, which is neat. I mean, in this game, it's fine. I like it. Just It's, it's whatever. Yavin 4 with the temple. Um, there's like that long bridge that I just kind of hung out on as a sniper. It's, I, I didn't play the Yavin maps as much. I just, I think I played them for the campaign and I, that ended up being it. So anything to say? I think we already touched on both of them. But. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't remember temple standing out to me much, but yeah, the arena. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just cause I was frustrated. Do you have any like overarching thoughts on pandemic's approach to the map design? Like... It's kind of a broad question, but... Yeah, I mean, like, obviously it feels dated now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad. Um, I just think it's, it's like, pretty simplistic. There's a lot of good ideas, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's good ideas with, like, having different, you know, verticality and, like, the whole is this symmetrical versus asymmetrical. I think it's I think it's good that they have maps that are a mix of both. Um, yeah, I think they did a good job of, like, varying the design mm-hmm. to I make think them that, each feel distinct. I think that if I could make us, like, change the gameplay game, game floor... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> G- game pay is what the next Battlefronts are because it's pay to win. Uh-huh. Ah, I see. Anyway, I think that like adding like a rush mode to pull from battlefield where it's like two points that are trying to be destroyed by the enemy team or something like that. Just 
I think that could open the door for more creative like map design and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like having like objectives to defend for one team and attack for another team mm-hmm. would be cool. Yeah. I wonder if they I wonder if they do that in the reboots. I could I could totally see something like that. I want to assume yes, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I think a horde mode could be kind of interesting too. Like if you're holding off a point versus like yes. an onslaught of droids or something. Zombie droids. No. <laughs> Zombie droids. Yeah. That'd be sweet. <laughs> All right. Um, are there any locations in the Star Wars universe that you think would have made like a decent like addition to the map pool? Again, barring episode three, which was not out at the time. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was. Yeah. So I was actually going to say Coruscant, but that is actually in Battlefront 2. Right. Yeah. So never There's mind. a lot of good ones in Battlefront 2 because yeah. there was just so many like snapshots of battles happening in that third game mm-hmm. or third episode three, not the third movie, six movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that like made perfect maps for Battlefront 2. I'm also, trying to think of like anything. I think the Death Star, which was in Battlefront 2. Oh, okay. Was, Another great addition. Oh, yeah, I'm just thinking of Battlefront 2 that. maps is the issue. Yeah. I think um, I'm trying to think of something that isn't in Battlefront 2 that would have made a nice addition. Yeah. Um, I think, oh, wait, this was a planned map, I think, but, or like a beta map or something. Uh, but that underwater area on Naboo. Oh, yeah. Could have been like remember. a fun Camino esque map where you yeah. have platforms to move between. Because you could have had like the equivalent of ship combat, but it's just underwater. So you have like uh, like aquatic vehicles that are like flying around as well. Could have been interesting. It would be so sad. Never mind. What am I saying? <laughs> I, this is okay. So this does not fit like our, our rules because it's both episode three, like something like Order 66 related. Yo. Where it's like cool. you are the clones. It's like kill all right like you start the battle like fighting the droids and then you get the order it's like okay go kill your jedi now and then you have to like turn around and like bum rush them and they're just slaughtering your guys left and right like they are a monster to take down that'd be kind of cool i could i like that idea of like a um a juggernaut type like everyone fighting one very Mm -hmm. powerful like jedi that'd be cool a little dark (laughs) yeah it's a little dark (laughs) but cool yeah that's that's all i got for additional maps i think let's touch on the aesthetics of the game i think we already mentioned this but like the sound design of this game very solid star wars always has very solid sound design because they pull from that like star wars sound library Mm -hmm. of like the ship sounds the like console noises the blasters the lightsabers the bleeps and bloops the soundtrack the the soundtrack Mm -hmm. it's very solid great job of making you feel like star wars they got the attack of the clones clone voice actor which is another solid poll. We already mentioned the voice actors um, for Yoda and Akbar, uh, Darth Vader, or Darth Sidious and Palpatine becoming those characters in the Clone Wars, which is awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I have too much to say about these things. I will say it's a fairly like, I'm playing it on a PVM, so everything's kind of like looking prime. But aside from being a little ghosty, I feel like, like, I noticed some ghosting happening with this game specifically, smearing and stuff like that. But it's a very, like, visually pleasing game whenever played in, like, ideal conditions. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't, it look it holds up pretty, pretty well for the time. Yeah. Anything to add to the aesthetics? Uh, no. All right. 
Um, so real quick, the multiplayer, which we didn't get to experience because we were not playing this game in 2004. Uh, <laughs> this game supported like online multiplayer, uh, which varied system to system. Uh, on PC and Mac, you could have up to 64 players, which I believe is just the entire like playable, like the entire I think there's always 32 versus 32 happening. Maybe. I don't know for sure. That's a lot of people playing this game. That is a lot. Uh, I don't I don't know what the online scene was like at this time. I don't know. <laughs> this was like the uh, the early days of online multiplayer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like early Xbox Live and stuff. But PC up to 64, Xbox up to 32, uh, PS2 up to 16. So got, got the short end of the stick there, but... I don't know who was playing this game online on the PS2. It didn't really have like the interface for it or anything. No. Like that. You needed like that network adapter. Yeah. So that was probably out of the question for most people. Split screen. Um, so there, what I think, so it seems like the modding community has like kept this game alive uh, on PC, like with multiplayer servers and stuff like that. So it seems like to this day, you're able to play this game online with other people. I don't know what server sizes are looking like nowadays, but hmm. I don't know. That may be something to look into if you're a fan of the game. Yeah. I didn't dive too deep into it, but <laughs> throwing it out there. All right. So let's dive into the recommendation section. You can play Star Wars Battlefront 2004 on the PlayStation 2, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One through backwards compatibility, PC through Steam, uh, and Mac somehow. No idea. You might need a literal disc to play it on Mac, but maybe you can do it. <laughs> Morgan, knowing what you know about the different versions, is there one that you would recommend over the other? I mean, based on what you said about PC, probably PC. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, the... It doesn't add too much. You get like a bonus map. It's just, it's like the most accessible version of it, mm -hmm. I guess. So I, I also recommend PC over the PlayStation 2. Heresy for this podcast, I assume. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's where I would go. Do you recommend the game in general, though? Is this like something yeah. worth playing for most people? Yeah, I think it's, it, it's a fun uh, dopamine simulator. <laughs> yeah. As, also, as, okay, no, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, you. I was going to say, um, I think that this game would be a lot more fun, even if you were doing split screen with a friend. Um, that way you have someone aside from mm -hmm. the dumb AI to like strategize with and like try different things and come up with ideas together and just enjoy yeah. some fun times. <laughs> I agree. It's a fun multiplayer game. Yeah. Uh, I think that it, we haven't covered the second game, but I feel like the second game kind of makes this game somewhat obsolete i do think there's some game some things this game does better hmm. potentially than the sequel but i think interesting in by and large the sequel is a just a better version of this 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 type of game but uh yeah i think it's all in all like a very solid shooter i think of the shooters we've covered this may be my favorite like compared to like uh I don't know, actually. I'd have to think about it. Mm. But, like, it's a very fun, just simple multiplayer. Live out some of the Star Wars battles with some crispy PS2 graphics. Crispy. Morgan, does this game need a remake? It already got one, but does it need another one? 
I don't know. Like, a, like an actual <laughs> remake of the specific game. Eh. I don't know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's whatever. I don't trust people to make good multiplayer games nowadays. No. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, they could do it. They already did it. I don't know. With Battlefront. I don't know what's happening to Battlefront. It's like a good idea, you know, play as the clones, the droids, the empire, the rebels, but it's EA, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, don't freaking know. <laughs> what do you think is next for the series? If you had to guess. God knows. I don't just, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think it's dead, honestly. Like, yeah, maybe there'll be another reboot in 10 years, but right. I don't know. I mean, the Fallen Order sequel is coming out soon ish. Right. The I Fallen think. Order was well received. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> <sighs> There's a lot of controversy with that second game. I think that if a new one came out, it would do well, obviously. Because it's a Star Wars game. Oh, yeah. And if they didn't bungle the monetization aspect, Battle oh, Pass. Yeah. Just just slap a Battle Pass on it. That's what everyone else is doing. They should just fortnite it. It's like, hey, yeah. we got a Battle Pass. You can play as Kanye West in this game. Well, that's the know. thing, though. Why why do you need a new Battlefront when you can go to Fortnite and just put on a Star Wars skin? That's true. That's true. I'm, I'm throwing up in my mouth a little bit as I'm saying this, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why play any game when you can play when Fortnite? When you can play with Fortnite, skin? when you just put on a skin. You want to play Naruto? Mm -hmm. Sasuke has a skin. Just go be oh, Sasuke. I... Be Ariana Grande if you want to <laughs> for a little while. This is a role play server between our favorite pop star girl and D D Boba Fett mm -hmm. and Dinjarin and Sasuke Chiha. Okay. Do you want to play as Dengar? We got Dengar in Fortnite. Who the hell is Dengar? It's that one bounty hunter that rolls with uh, Boba Fett. Oh, they got him in Fortnite? Oh, I don't even they, know why I'm asking I anymore. don't think they do. I, I was oh, okay. Um, <laughs> don't do that to me. I will believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that one guy you said? Frick? Babu that Frick? One? Oh, he's yeah, itty bitty Babu though. They got Babu Frick got in ba Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> um. Morgan, I'm I'm curious. Hmm. Have you seen how you obviously know what Fortnite is because you exist. <laughs> okay. Um, but have you played Fortnite? No. Have you seen a significant amount of Fortnite? Like, I don't know if I would call it significant. I've seen. And by significant, I mean like, have you seen like a one game of Fortnite? Yeah. Something? Okay, I was just curious. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I could totally see that being something you just completely dodge as far as like ingesting it in any way. I haven't ingested it willingly. Like I'll go like watch a video and it's like, oh, this like NL streamer highlights or something. And then, you know, you get like glimpses of his Fortnite. He, he doesn't even play Fortnite. I don't know. I've just I've I've he plays somehow verse, right? <laughs> he plays what? He didn't even play that Rumbleverse. He game. did. Yeah. Um, that was strange. Yeah. But I, I have like semi-unwillingly ingested approximately probably a couple games worth of Fortnite just from whatever. Yeah. Or, I, you know, it's like some like drama video and like commentary thing and they're playing like a CSGO map or like Fortnite in the background. You know what I mean? Just yeah, stupid stuff God like that. forbid we have to focus on just one thing at a time. Right. I love that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. What would you like to see next from the series? Uh, freaking 
nothing, I guess. Leave, I don't know, leave some, it alone. Yeah. yeah, I'd like I'd like for the whole landscape of like modern day multiplayer games to change Perish. before there's yeah, just it's all it's all just like FOMO based like battle pass limited time challenge or stuff. Or gotcha. Do you want a Star Wars gotcha game? Yeah. Do you want to spend thousands of dollars to get Babu Frick? <laughs> Imagine dropping a grand on a Star Wars gotcha game to get, an, to get a, Babu Frick. A five-star gold S tier, whatever the heck. It's Babu Frick. Look, he's wearing leopard print underwear. Isn't that great? <laughs> I got the- <laughs> oh my God, I unlock sexy Babu Frick. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's the episode. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we did We're it. Done here. Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. All right. Sorry, so do next, we clap? Yeah, clap at the okay. end of every game. Um, we should do the friends clap at the end of every episode. I don't know if that so, was synced at all. I'll sync it in post. Okay. <laughs> um, next game, next month. Sims 2. Let's go. I'm going to make Babu Frick in The Sims. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to please Babu Frick. Yeah. Um... No idea how that's going to go. Never touched a Sims game. Don't even know what it's about, but frick it. <laughs> Babu frick it. Babu frick Sorry, it. Sorry, I, I can't let it go. <laughs> yeah. This is Clayton from the future. Uh, I lied. We are not playing Sims 2. We are playing Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for indulging us, keeping this podcast in your ear holes for like a solid two hours and 15 minutes or whatever it gets cut down to. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. You guys rock. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Stay frosty. <laughs> Stay frosty up there. Um, so yeah. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please uh, support the podcast by leaving a review or a rating. Subscribe or follow to stay up to date with what we're playing. Uh, and share the show with a friend who loves the PlayStation 2. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.